Ladies and gentlemen, can I just say R.I.P. to the DCEU, for this is a Fred Daly Productions podcast. Eh. Kill it, kill it dead, kill, kill it, it dead. Kill it dead. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Finished. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. 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 I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantar Majeu. And I'm a Michael Lister that's got a friend. I have a, yes, we have friends here. This is not right, not right. It's weird, isn't it? Lonely. No. What are you talking about? You got a Christmas tree. You got your Christmas tree in lieu of me. It's me as a Christmas tree. Ah, yes, you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of Merry Christmas and Last of the Year, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Our last podcast of 2022, so uh, jump. Make, jump make it a good one. Yes, we're off to a good start so far. Yay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Doing great. Doing great. Oh my god. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so I'm 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 in Bendigo with Mike recording. Yay! So that's exciting. Something different. Something um, unusual. Something unusual, yes. Unusual. It's nice. It's nice. It's different. It's unusual. Yes. Fulia. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what have you been watching? Okay, so it's been a couple of weeks since I've been here. So yes, welcome I've, back. I've uh, I've got a few things that I have actually watched, so I will list them off, and then I'll talk about the one that I really enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I binge watched a Korean, another Korean rom com. This one's called What's Wrong with Sec- uh, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. Um, the the episodes are. Like over, like about an hour and ten minutes each, and I managed to, f- and I finished sixteen of those episodes in the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was in love with that show. Um, another thing I have watched, uh, which you two have already talked about, is Guardians of the Galaxy: The Holiday Special. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Just in time for Christmas. Yeah, so I finally watched that. Um, I also watched. Uh, the first season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh. Does someone have their Amazon Prime subscription again? Trial, trial. (laughs) You you wouldn't watch Rings of Power. You're scared. (laughs) Not not within the week. A trial goes for a month, doesn't it? Yeah, one month. You've got days. ample time. Yeah, heaps of time. <laughs> so like seven more hours of content. And then the boys. And then no, the no, boys. No, no, no. I, I have my own list. I only I have my own list of Amazon Prime things that I want to watch. Ooh. So those okay. aren't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, is Miss Maisel good? Yes, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's a dramedy. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I love the fact that it's set it's set in the fifties. 
So I love the uh, the aesthetic, the costumes, the hair, the makeup, everything. Um, and it's, it's really amazing. I love it. Um, so I'm definitely going to keep watching that. I think they're in season four now. Um, so, yeah, I've just pretty much gone through the first season and it's um, it's great. You know, a, a, a woman comedian back in those days were not really known. <laughs> Could you think of such a thing? <laughs> exactly. Women being funny. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, uh, this was actually really... It's really good, uh, really good show so far. So I'm really enjoying it. I think you two would be able to enjoy yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard good things about it. It's won a lot of awards as mm. well. So. Yeah. yeah, and it's so. finished up, hasn't it? Or is it? Still I think going? season no season four just started. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, another thing I will mention is I did go to the cinema last weekend and I watched uh, Black Panther again because the friends I went with hadn't seen it. Oh, cool. Um, but I will say they're not as big Marvel fans as what we might be, and they were about to leave without seeing the post oh, <laughs> the main credit scene. Rookies. So I'm like, I told them, I'm like, sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, sit why? I'm like, down. there's a scene. You need to sit down. <laughs> Jesus, it's a Marvel noobs. movie. You should know this. <laughs> yeah, complete noobs, novices. Ah, uh, but yeah. There was that. And then the one thing that I was, that I think I enjoyed this last thing the most because I binged it last night because it's very short. It's a new Netflix uh, series or mini series called Gudetama the Excellent Adventure. And it is, <laughs> it's a live action version of the Lazy Egg anime <laughs> or character, I should say. Because they haven't actually made an anime of it. It's literally just a character that they made for merch. <laughs> um, oh. th- yeah, that's all. It, that's right. was never really made for TV or film. This is the first time we're seeing it actually in proper action. Um, so it's kind of like Grumpy Cat. It's, but it's so good. And I watched it with its original Japanese voiceovers with the English subtitles. And oh my gosh, I was cracking up. I, they're like about <laughs> 10 to 15 egg. minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done. Uh, they're like about 10 to 15 minute episodes. And okay. there's about 10 of them. Oh, very so easy to watch. Ver- I, yeah, it was literally like a movie for me. Just yeah. sit down, watch it. Nice, just a nice movie. Mm-hmm. And some of the things like... It's really funny because apparently the only humans who can see Gudetama are the ones that have a lazy mind. <laughs> Everyone else who have, you know, goals and purpose and all that sort of stuff, they're not lazy at all. They don't see Gudetama like a moving egg. They just see a raw egg. <laughs> just sitting on a plate. <laughs> Doesn't move or anything. <laughs> it's Japanese. It is so quirky and weird and funny nice. and I love it. <laughs> nice. That's cool. And it just, it, the series is essentially just, you know, Gudetama and um, a little chick that's wearing half its eggshell as pants <laughs> mm. running around to find their mother. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you find and as, on their little adventure you find all these different types of egg or egg made products along the way <laughs> and the first place in the first place you hit in the first episode is a sushi train <laughs> <laughs> There's a few things made made with egg there, <laughs> and they're also animated, live action animation. You know, <laughs> it's funny as oh my goodness, and the things that these characters say, the voiceover. Oh, I was laughing. I might like I was in tears by the end of this whole show, and I absolutely loved it. Highly recommend it if you ever get a chance to, to sit down and just watch something without having to really think about it. Just let it run its course. Mm-hmm. There's there's even there's even an egg mafia in this series. <laughs> an egg mafia. It is an egg mafia. <laughs> just de- go watch it. Go watch Gudetama on Netflix. It's so good. Love it. <laughs> That's what I've been watching the last couple of weeks. Nice. Lots Half of egg. Yep. Nice. Thank you, Fulia. Thank you. That, that was that was wonderful. Um, Michael. Yes. What have you been watching? Uh, I went to the cinemas uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I went to see Avatar. Ah, yes, I heard. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, because <laughs> they travel to a different tribe and learn water bending. <laughs> but not to spoil anything. It's okay, I guess. Oh, yeah? Just okay? Well, it's exactly like the first one, where the you go to see the spectacle. You don't really stay for the story. story. Yeah, okay. Because the story is just cliche cliche as hell, but Mm. it's very easy to follow, even for a three-hour movie. Um, Yeah. It's not really much to go on with, with if you... If you enjoyed uh, Avatar the first time around, mm, mm-hmm. I think you probably enjoy this one as well. Okay. And yeah, and James Cameron is a bit of a cocky, <laughs> cocky guy. So I, I was in two minds of going to see it or not. Right. As a, I want to see it fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! But uh, I, I went to see it, and because uh, uh, I was allowed <laughs> one night, I was like, um. I'll just go and see it. Um, may, I, I saw it in um, not in three D. You can you can see it in three D. Oh, okay. And you can see it in IMAX, but yeah, I'm going Bendigo doesn't have an IMAX. No. So you pro- probably get more out of it if if you're the top end of um, uh, it being in IMAX and in three D. So and okay. I and I just saw <laughs> I saw it in standard definition. So um, it was. Um, a couple of new characters in it as well, which uh, I I don't know the names of any of them. I still don't know the name of the main guy. So Jake Sully, uh, James Worthington, yeah, <laughs> Sam Worthington, uh, <laughs> and also uh, American uh, guy. American guy. Yeah, American. There's all American. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you can't really. Uh, it is a spoiler, isn't it? Yeah. So. Okay, so you can't really say much without spoiling it. How did it? But like visually, was it stunning? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It okay. Was. Um, cool. And the way they go, it's uh, it takes place. Uh, 
some of the some of the scenes where it takes place underwater um it is very immersive and it it is a a surreal world that you haven't seen before but you can sort of believe it Uh, Mm. and it's strange because there's not really many human characters in it so Mm. it's sort of uh going into that sort of tintin sort of um uh, the entire world's built all the way up mm. and you can sort of believe, believe what you're seeing uh, except for when there's a human character coming in and it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's not reality. <laughs> yeah. So so that was a bit of fun. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, another movie that I saw was on Netflix and it's a another adaptation of uh, Charles Dickinson's uh, the Christmas Carol, mm. uh, Scrooge, the animated version, um, musical animated version. Yeah, okay. And that was a that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, mm. I actually quite like that adaptation. Oh, cool. Uh, I was going into it because you know the story off by heart, basically. So, yeah. So you go into it, and yeah, there's a there's a lot of setup and there's new there's sort of new stuff that they've added into it to make it more like uh, uh, connected to uh, different characters as well and what they did was uh, what that I thought was interesting I'm not sure if I like it or not but uh, usually with um, uh, a Christmas Carol they usually have like a narrator or something like that because Scrooge is by himself like majority of the time mm. they they um, Invent a new character, which is a dog, and it was uh, whose owner was uh, Jacob Marley. Who ah, so so he's sort of like talking to the dog, right? And you can sort of see the story between these two characters. Otherwise, he'd be talking to himself. Yeah, and the dog's from there from start to finish. So yeah, cool. yeah, so very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, music uh, is way too good. <laughs> it absolutely slaps. Uh, oh, uh, I. There's cert- certain ones that I thought, this is really bopping. And there's also ones that uh, I shed a tear because it was that powerful. Wow. Um, I'm trying to remember the uh, actor's name, but he played um, Gaston in the live-action uh, Beauty and the Beast Luke movie. Evans? Luke Evans. I was, I was thinking Evans, but I was trying to go through uh, all the other Evans that I know. So Luke Evans okay. uh, plays Scrooge mm. and um, yeah, and he sings like the hell out of it. And I think, and yeah, he's got a great voice. And it's really good. So I highly recommend that one. Wow. Uh, I haven't seen um, the uh, Will Ferrell and um, Ryan, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds version. Spirited. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. Neither have I. Because that's on Apple Plus and don't have an Apple product to Same. plus it. <laughs> you don't. I don't think you need an Apple product. Yeah, it's, it's on PlayStation, like the app. I don't have a PlayStation. Oh, okay. Well, Fulia won't give me hers. <laughs> so it's Fulia's fault. Yes. It's not my fault. I can I get the app. I want your PlayStation, and I want uh, Last of Us. Come so, here and play it. So I can. So I can. Play those two games before it comes out in January the 5th, I think. Yeah, I've got like two weeks. Yeah, I've got like two weeks to plan all. (laughs) Otherwise, that was basically it. That's my week. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Those are the two two things. Yeah, very cool. 
Kendall? Yes, me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I didn't do a lot of watching this week, actually, because I was out of isolation. So um, I was out in the world, uh, back to normal, I suppose. Um, but two things I'll mention. Um, I finished Rick and Morty, season six. Which I have, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was interesting. The last... Yeah, I watched the last... Oh, Question, yes. Question from the back? Yes, yes, yes you there with your hand up. Yes. So I, I don't have a question, it's more of a comment. Uh, I've got uh, friends, streaming friends of mine play played a game called High on Life, which has the voice actor who played Morty in it. Yeah. Oh, Justin Roiland. And it's also yeah, the creators of... of um, yeah. Oh, cool. I've seen yeah. a couple of scenes on, on TikTok and it looks really it's pretty, funny. It's pretty funny. One of the... one of Because the, the weapons actually talk to you because they're alien weapons. Mm. And they actually speak, and one of them is a knife, and he's got an Australian accent, and ah. it's hilarious. Fantastic. Yes, same same guy does. Um, uh, not sure if you've seen it, but you know um, uh, that way back uh, April Fools, where they did the bush, uh, uh, the Rick and Morty from the bush, the Australian. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Michael Cusack. Right. Who, who did um like uh, YOLO and all these other yes. cartoons and that? Yes. That, that that's him. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I will okay. mention: this game has a lot of cursing in it. Every second word is a curse. So <laughs> you so you would love it? No. You're a very cursed person. A very, cur- oh. very oh, cursed. Oh, I'm cursed, am I? <laughs> no, I was gonna say very cursive to try and make it sound very fancy. cursive. Very cursive. <laughs> very cursive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've seen a couple of things on uh, uh, TikTok about about that, and where where the gun actually complains where when you pause the game. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't pause. That's not shooting. That's not a shooting. <laughs> yeah, it's very. Oh no! Oh no! The coaster. Killed my coaster. I killed the coaster. Oops. It looks like a very funny game. It is currently available to play on Game Pass. Yeah, oh, cool. So Rick and Morty. So Rick and Morty. Yes, no, I, I um yeah, I watched the last two episodes because I was I fell behind. Um and I did that yesterday and yeah, yeah. Some interesting stuff to finish off yeah. the season. Kind of getting back to the uh that one storyline aspect of it, I suppose. So will they follow through or will it be a <laughs> another fucking thing going on on the side? Yeah, oh, I, ha- yeah. I have really enjoyed the meta humour this season. I think it's been quite good. But I was, I gotta say, I was not expecting them to take the piss out of Star Wars the way they did. I love the fact. <laughs> it was, no, I lost my shit. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> Fully out, they basic, basically, Rick buys Morty a, li- a legitimate lightsaber for Christmas. Oh. It's a Christmas episode, technically. Yeah. And the he's playing with the lightsaber and then it drops perfectly vertical and just goes through the earth and then they have to like race against time to like prevent it from getting to the earth's core otherwise the earth will explode (laughs) yeah it's so funny and then like they bring back the president voiced by keith david and and (laughs) and then he turns out to be this massive star wars nerd and oh it's so funny yeah it was great wow yeah it was a really good good way to end um so yeah who knows when season seven will come out hopefully next year but We'll see. Well, they've been working on all of it for for a while, so they can 
like churn it out churn consecutively. It out as quick as they can. Yeah, so probably next year. Yeah. We'll get the seventh season. They're probably working on it right now. Yeah, true. That's very true. Um, yeah, and they had Jack Black in an episode, and Daniel Radcliffe as well. <laughs> and the guys from Peep Show. Oh, really? <laughs> in, in the same same uh, in the same episode. Oh. I was like, I know that. I know that voice. You know that voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and then, yeah, the other thing I watched, um, I finally rewatched uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh. Yes. Um, I was actually planning on watching the... Um, uh, the the extended editions, but I don't own them, and I would have had to have bought them digitally, and I want them physically. So I, I ended up just watching the um, watching this the theatrical cuts, which is funny because I watched a couple of YouTube videos beforehand because I was like, I want to see if it's actually worth watching the extendeds because a lot of people say it is worth worth watching and then like this one guy was like i'm never watching the theatrical version ever again after watching the extended because he's like why did they cut this why did they cut that blah 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 i'm, I'm like, sort of okay. in the same boat yeah yeah because i've only got the extended except for uh, return of the king for some strange yeah, reason i don't have it that sucks yeah so yeah i, I do recommend them yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, I definitely My will. My first foray into Lord of the Rings, and the only time that I've watched Lord of the Rings, is the extended editions. I know, I wouldn't be telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> Three, four hour forced. movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah what, what, what are you doing for the next 14 hours? Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, having a great time. Um, yeah, well, yeah, so I, I basically, that's how I finished off my ISO. I watched... I watched Fellowship of the Ring after we podcasted last last week, and then uh, and then yeah, on the Monday I, I watched Two Towers and Return of the King, and I found myself getting emotional over stuff I hadn't gotten emotional over before. Like I can't remember, there were, I can't remember what the moment was now, but there was one moment in Return of the King, and there are many moments in that movie that make me cry, but there was one specific moment where I was like, oh fuck, I'm getting teary, and I'd never get teary at this, but it's gone from my brain now so apologies um but yeah it was really good to rewatch them because like they 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 really hold up mm. like mm. it's been 20 years and they really hold up like really well i mean yeah some of this some of the actual cg do, does kind of look a bit uh, but like still it's better than some stuff people do today so um you can kind of forgive it i guess yeah but um but yeah they're, fu they're fucking amazing movies so that that was really nice go back and, and and watch them again especially after having watched watch strings of power and now having a completely different <laughs> perspective on certain characters aspect yeah. yeah so yeah so that's interesting but yeah so that was really good um and i haven't yeah i, I didn't go to the cinemas this week so uh yeah oh i know i know sacrilege shocking shocking for me shocking for me all right that is our weekly watchings done, uh, which means now it's time for the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Yes, all right, it's nerdy news time, and to start us off this week, there's, it's, it's, can I just say, for the first time in Podcast Call Fred history, 
There is a Marvel story in here, but I'm not going with that first. Oh! <laughs> I never do that. Well, technically, it's not really Marvel. Well, it's it's Marvel adjacent. It's Marvel associated. It's Marvel associated. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's let's put that to the second because our number one story, of course, is the big story of the week. If you're a comic book nerd, anyway, like us. Excuse me, one second. Must prepare. Must lubricate. Must lubricate the windpipe. Um, yes, yeah, so, unless you lived on a rock this week, you, uh... Yeah. You <laughs> it's kind of funny. I didn't mean that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> basically, uh, yeah, Henry Cavill isn't Superman anymore. Um, this was very surprising, very shocking. Uh, a lot of people are very upset. Uh, basically, um, yeah, James Gunn, Peter Safran finally had their sit-down with Henry regarding uh, their plans for Superman going forward in this new version of the DC universe that they're working on. And as it turns out, uh, those plans do not involve a lot of existing content. And uh, especially with Superman, um, uh, James Gunn is writing a completely different take on the character. He wants to kind of focus on a young Clark Kent slash Superman who is, you know, already established in Metropolis, but like, in the early days of working at the Daily Planet. Hmm. Um, so he's younger, and, and Henry Cavill is uh, approaching 40, so that's uh, he's slightly too old now, to, uh, <laughs> even with the magic Hollywood. <laughs> um, yeah, so unfortunately that is, that's, that's not going ahead. Um, Henry handled it with absolute grace and respect, though. Um, I will read his statement now, because I think it's really, really well, well put. Um, I have just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and it's sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman. After being told by the studio to announce my return back in October, after the release of Black Adam and him in the post credit scene... Um, spoilers, but, you know... Spoilers for Black Adam, but who cares? No one watched yeah, it. Yeah, um, The Rock already spoiled his own movie. Yeah, so. he did. He really did. Um, Henry goes on, prior to their hire, they being James Gunn and Peter Safran... Um, this news isn't the easiest, but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them all, wish them and all involved with the new universe and best of luck, uh, the best of luck and ha the happiness of fortunes. For those who have been by my side through the years, we can mourn for a bit, but then we must remember Superman is still around. Everything he stands for still exists and the examples he sets for us are still there. My turn to wear the cape has passed, but what Superman stands for Never will. It's been a fun ride with you all, onwards and upwards. So, he's just a man of class, um, Mr. Cavill. Um, so, yeah, very sad. I was m very much looking forward to him sort of having a redemption of sorts in terms of his character, because I, you know, have gone on record multiple times that I'm not a huge fan of what Zack Snyder did with Superman, but I liked Henry Cavill as the character, so it was this weird on the fence sort mm. of position that I had. So I was excited for what James Gunn would do. And yeah, unfortunately it's not going to involve Henry. Um, and then of course that's bad, extra bad news for fans of The Witcher because a lot of people were like, oh, that means he can go back and play Geralt again. That's not happening, guys. Um, Liam Hemsworth is still going to play the character. Contracts have already been signed. Contracts are signed. They're, they're locked in. Uh, money is involved and it's just not going not gonna to be undone. Um, I mean, it wasn't ever strictly stated anyway that Henry Cavill left because of Superman, but it was definitely part of the reason 
um, I would I would say. Um, but if you are a fan of Mr. Cavill, uh, fret not because uh, he's got something pretty big in the works now. Um, with Amazon Prime, uh, he's going to be executive producing and starring in a live action series uh, based on uh, Warhammer 40k, um, which is something that's never been done live action before. So um, that is pretty exciting for fans of that long-standing franchise. Henry Cavill himself is a big fan and is uh, very excited to bring it to life. He he also released a statement around that, saying that you know after being a fan of it for about 30 years and um, now with like 20 plus years experience in the industry behind him, he says he feels he can actually do it justice. Yeah. Um, and with Amazon's money, um, he can definitely achieve that. That's for sure. Um, I've never engaged with Warhammer um, really at all. I don't really know much about it, but it, I know it is a longstanding um, part of nerd culture um, that has existed for a long time. So RPG. RPG stuff. It's like sci- I think it's like sci-fi. I think yeah, it's like D and D, but in space. Yeah, okay, D and D in space. There we go. So that'll <laughs> that'll be really really cool. And I know I'm probably going to get hate for that, but <laughs> it may maybe in maybe be an oversimplification. I no, suppose. it's not like D and D in space. <laughs> uh, apologies to anyone listening. Um, or fuck you. Or know. fuck you as well. You know. I guess. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah. Uh, as for as for Superman, look. Yeah, as disappointed as I am, um, I'm definitely not angry with James Gunn or Peter Safran or DC. I, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm just a little disappointed because again, I was looking forward to what they would have done with Henry Cavill, but I still have faith in them. I have faith in James Gunn. He hasn't really made too many mistakes in his career in terms of creating content. Um, especially when it comes to comic book related stuff like Peacemaker is in my top 10 shows of the year mm-hmm. um, so you know um, but yeah um, I'm excited for a kind of like a you know an old school approach maybe to to Clark and Kal-El um, so we'll see I'm going to remain cautiously optimistic um, Michael how how did all of this go down with you? Are you did you outrage or were you just like alright sure I was like, all right, sure, and then I went, ooh, I better go on Twitter just to see all the fireworks. <laughs> and yeah, the... Yeah, yeah Twitter exploded. Um... Yeah, um, uh, Fire James Gunn was trending. <laughs> it was. It literally was. It's... Oh, dear. Oh, well. when it, people came for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the gremlins were out. They were. But I can sort of see where they're going from. Like, it... It wasn't um, there. It was. It wasn't in their warehouse to say, "Oh, bring him back," so we could just take him away again. No, it was um, left over from the old guard and how yeah. uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson wanted Spider-Man, uh, Superman, Superman. Sorry, <laughs> uh, S- Superman. I was actually looking at Spider-Man. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they uh, want to get Superman back, so he, he can. Push forward, like, yeah, Superman's back in my movie. Go, go and see the movie. And it looks like it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's sort of leftover rem- remnants of uh, the universe of what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, um, I'm just going to put it out there because I, uh, it was popped into my head. Maybe Peacemaker is in the firing line as well. Yeah, well, that's that's one thing that I've 
been tossing up with because it because it makes you wonder because like literally as it stands like the only things left remaining to come out of the DCEU are Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and the Flash um, and, and Blue Beetle and Blue Beetle yes yeah, sorry Blue Beetle as well yeah. um, they haven't said anything either way on Supergirl yet as I said I think last week um, I, but I would imagine that's probably dead um, but who knows but yeah it does seem like there's nothing sort of left but and a lot of people I think have kind of been up because Peacemaker was received very well by fans and critics yeah and because they've obviously been working on a second season a lot of people are like oh so he'll cancel everything except his own show oh I'm like yeah fair enough but I mean I feel like if he's gonna do a hard reset or hard reboot Peacemaker's gonna go yeah I'm, think, unfortunately. I'm thinking that yeah yeah, it'll, it'll have to. But with Jason Momoa actually uh, going to be um, Aquaman for the very last time, but he's in line with another character. Yeah, which moving forward, I, it's strange. Apparently, they've also said Henry Cavill might be offered. Something yeah, else yeah, with so, well. something else, and not necessarily the. Which is interesting. Yeah, so there there are buzz out there and also Wonder Woman's also up in the air of what they're going to do with her as well yeah um, so I think it's something that they need to do like a, a just a factory reset of everything so they can just put a pin on everything and then mm-hmm. yeah you're going to get those um, Snyder cucks out <laughs> Snyder cucks out there going out going out saying yeah, you got you got your Snyder cut you know yeah, yeah, they did. They got they done. got what they wanted. There you go. It's done. And but now they're probably gonna. We can th- move on. Yeah, but now they're probably gonna think like, oh, if we we hashtag fucking fire James Gunn a million times, then it'll actually. No. I don't know. There's a lot of like laughing at them. It's like, grow up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. It's a the, the movie business is a money making business. Yes, and very much. what they've been doing wasn't making money. No, apparently Black Adam is going to lose a hundred million. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and also got Shazam coming out too. Oh yeah, Shazam! Fuck, I keep forgetting about Shazam. I don't know why. I loved the first Shazam movie. It was so good. Yeah, so that's probably going to be close up shop as well. So mm-hmm. I, I reckon it's just going to be a factory reset, and it's probably yep. the way to go, so they can yeah. start rebuilding and. Uh, reintroducing like the the main the main tri- uh, the main trio so who knows well yeah i mean i feel like I, I have a feeling that they won't redo batman until matt reeves has finished doing whatever he's doing well there is w- word that they're just going to tack on to the to the batman on where they can go, and I thought, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. It just has to let... be, it needs to be separate. Yeah, I think like, that can, that and joking can be. Yeah, they're their own things. Yeah. Yeah, this is different. And then you just st- stick to the D C U. Mm. The new acronym. The new acronym, yes, D C U. No, yeah. no E U. Yeah. What was the E? Extended. Ah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Don't need the extended, it's just the DCU. It's just the DCU. Yeah. yeah. MCU, DCU. So, I have a lot of faith in Saffron and Gunn mm. to, to do do what's best. And the way that James Gunn is basically staying on Twitter, just explaining like straight out of the gate, including 
uh, going through articles of, uh, okay, this is true, it is not true, this is what's going to happen, and also we don't know if that's going to happen. So he's very quick to the drawer of actually answering, like yeah. straight out of the gate. Which yeah, is, which is cool. Which is some, something that something that is good and more transparency. Mm, mm -hmm. And he knows how to work, work, work a crowd, so. Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot more faith in them. Yes. And, yeah, probably peacemakers on the chopping block. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, but we'll see. We'll get a season two at the very least. And, yeah. See how that goes. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe John Cena, um, peacemaker, will uh, destroy the universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depends on what the Flash is doing. Though. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Who knows? All right, let's move on to our next item, uh, which is uh, the aforementioned uh, Marvel-related uh, uh, item of news. This is a Sony Marvel bit of news. Um, fans of Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino should be very happy because uh, he's going to be making his own Spider-Man spin-off movie. Um, which he will uh, produce and star in. He's going to be playing a character that I've never heard of before um, called the Hypno Hustler. <laughs> um, now, this isn't actually confirmed, but apparently, according to reports, that this is the character that he's interested in adapting. Um, Hypno Hustler is actually a villain, um, one of Spider Man's rogues, I suppose. Um, and apparently, this is interesting, the son of Eddie Murphy, Miles, is going to be writing this. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Um, they don't have an actual official title for the movie at this point. Um, but another cool little tidbit. Um, so Hypno Hustler was created by an artist uh, slash writer called Bill Mantlo, uh, who also created Rocket Raccoon. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, uh, Hypno Hustler was um, uh, very much a product of the disco music scene um, when he first appeared back in 1978. <laughs> um, his real name was Antoine Delsoin, the leader of a band called the Mercy Killers, and he uses hypnosis technology in his instruments um, uh, on his audience in order to rob them. Um, yeah, apparently also the character regularly shows up on worst Spider-Man villain <sighs> lists. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I suppose I can see why Donald Glover would go for this character because there's a musical aspect. And as I said, he's also Childish Gambino, um, you know, pretty prolific hip-hop artist. And this um, is America, damn it. And this is America, yes. <laughs> that's right. Um... Yeah, and people have been wanting wanting Donald Glover to do more Spider-Man stuff for years. Like, he was a, a very early fan cast for Miles Morales during his time on Community. Well. And he voiced um, bloody... Uh, in No, he was in Homecoming. Yeah. But, and then, he didn't he do a voice in Spider-Verse? Um, yeah, he, play, he played Miles in a cartoon. Yeah, he played... Yeah. Yeah. But no, he... And then he played... He played Miles's um, uncle, I think, mm. or cousin or something in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, his uncle. Yeah. Uh, Prowler. Yeah, he was the Prowler in Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and it was actually the, uh, the other way around. He was fan cast to, to be playing um, Spider-Man in general. Oh, not Miles specifically. No, and then. Oh, sorry, uh, my bad. But it was actually 
with that in mind, right. people decided, okay, let's make a black Spider-Man, and that was Miles. Oh, sorry. Yes, that's right. I did forget. I, yeah. I got my wires crossed. That is right. The reason we have Miles Morales is it's because, because of Donald Glover. Yeah. Yeah, because people wanted him to be Spider-Man, and they're like, all right, let's create a character who's, yeah, in his image. Yeah, sorry, I forgot that. Yes. Yes. Anyway, it's been a long few years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a long year. It's a long year. Um, yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is interesting. Um, don't really have much more information on this project. It's very only just been announced. Um, but hopefully it's good. I like Donald Glover. He's very talented. And uh, he's got comic book cred, so why not? <laughs> um, Fulia, do you have any comments on this at all? Or not really? Um, nah, not really. Uh, it does sound interesting, though. So, I don't know, we'll, we'll see what happens when we get more information about it. Mm. I'm curious to see how it's, like, because, you know, Sony have been so desperate to set up their own, like, live-action Spider-Verse sort of thing. Um, mm. I'd be curious to see how it connects to, like, Morbius or um, Venom um, or whatever else. Like, they've got Craven the Hunter coming out next year as well, so... Yeah, I don't know. Michael, what do you what do you make of this? Uh, this this feels like it's going to be the first superhero uh, musical movie. Yeah, but... Oh, oh well, Joker 2. Joker 2? Well, maybe. But intentional. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know if it's going to have musical elements or it's going to be people singing. Yes, true. So, who knows? True. Uh, but... Yeah, the character sounds weird and unusual, and yeah, it definitely sounds like one of those throwaway characters that you that you invent for an issue, mm-hmm. uh, and it sounds like someone had a vendetta against Disco, and I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. Disco is dead, and we killed him. Uh, uh, like, I don't mind Disco. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fool me. <laughs> And yeah, I'm right here. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, Donald Glover. As long as get him into the Spider-Man universe, I mean, he's already in it. So this is going to be a, an offshoot. Mm. So yeah, I like the idea. Mm. And the character sounds like uh, um, a, a villain about as dumb as Polka Dot Man. And, and <laughs> yeah, true. And. <laughs> And Condiment King. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they faint. They, James Gunn found a way to make Polka Dot Man work, so. Yeah. I mean, even Boomerang was sort of weird. It's like. Yeah. To a guy in a. in a flight attendant's uniform throwing boomerangs. Comic book movies. Comic book man. Comic books, man. <laughs> Comic books, man. That's me. That's you. Nice. Wonderful. All right, next up. Speaking of me. Spe- speaking of you. Yeah. God of War. God of War. <laughs> All right. I'm Kratos. All right, Kratos. How you doing, boy? <laughs> boy. <laughs> we doing, boy? Boy. Uh, yes. So, uh, next item uh, is God of War related. Um, Amazon have uh, officially announced that they are committing to a full live-action series adaptation of the God of War series of video games. Um, this is quite exciting. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it's going to pretty much lift, I believe, the stories from the games um, in adapting it. No one has been cast yet. I don't even think they've found... Uh, I think they found a showrunner, maybe. Let me find the article that I had up for it. Um, da -da 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 -da. Um, I had it somewhere written down. Where's his name? Okay. Um, Rafe Judkins from uh, The Wheel of Time, which is another Amazon adaptation. Um, he's going to be the showrunner. Um, and uh, other writers by the names of Mark Fergus and Hawk Ostby, um, who actually worked on Iron Man, um, and uh, uh, Children of Men, um, they're going to be writers and executive producers. Um, so yeah, so there's some clearly some talented people behind uh, the show, uh, but as I said, no one's been cast. There are a lot of people um, calling for certain names to, to uh, inhabit uh, Kratos in a live-action form. One thing that makes me very happy to see, it probably won't happen, but people are actually lobbying for Christopher Judge to actually play Kratos in live-action, because he does such a good job in the game. Um, so I think that's really cool. I don't know if that would actually happen or not. Pe some people want The Rock, because I, I guess physically he kind of does, like he could obviously pull that off. Uh, Dave Bautista as well is another name. Uh, I also saw Tom Hardy as a potential Kratos. I don't know. Um, yeah, so we'll see who who gets to, to play him. Um, but yeah, um, I'd be keen to see this show. Apparently the the uh, the story in the game, not just the game itself, but the game like the game's uh, storyline is actually quite good. So um, yeah, and it, of of course it's all very much steeped in Norse mythology, and and that's definitely in my wheelhouse. So I will. Uh, well, Ragnarok is. Yeah, yeah, I will be watching this. Because uh, yeah, because I think God of War is basically set in Greek mythology. Oh really? And they sort of went over to North mythology. Oh. Spoilers for the first the first game. Pardon me. But uh, pardon me. There's a Loki. Yeah, I know. It's the it's the kid, isn't it? It's the boy. It's the boy. He's actually Loki though. He was he was Loki the whole time. Spoilers. Oh, what a scamp. What a, <laughs> what, a mis <laughs> what a mischievous scamp. Yeah, he's gonna grow up and fuck a horse. Yes, he will. He absolutely will. Um, oh, it's mythology. It is. <laughs> It's true. I mean, Zeus fucked a swan, so they're all they're all fucking animals. Jesus. And swallowing babies. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Fulia. On that that note, um, are, are you interested in a in a live action God of War series? I actually wouldn't mind seeing this because um, even though I've never played the games, I have watched other people play it, and I have to admit the story is really good. Uh, I haven't seen too much of Ragnarok. Um, I've only seen bits and pieces of it, but my goodness, that that game just amazing in terms of it's just like its visual quality, the story writing, it's and the characters. Yeah, look, I I'd be in for this because you know, as you said, it is partly. Ragnarok being about Norse mythology, but then, you know, it's just sort of like just mythology sort of mixed together. Mm. And it's it's a really interesting concept for a story, and I kind of like it. So mm. I don't know who I would want cast. I could definitely see Dave Bautista 
to be honest. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Kratos. He'd be that'd good. That'd be that'd be awesome. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Christopher Judge. That'd be really too cool too. I mean, he's got the, the he plays the he plays you know yeah. does the voiceover for it. So he's why not have him? He's got the voice for it. <laughs> hey, well, and he does have the physicality as well. He really yeah. does. Yeah. yeah, he's he's quite tall himself. So yeah, um, it would definitely work. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for this to be honest. So you know, why not? Nice, great, Michael. What about you? Uh, very interesting. I mean, looks like we're going to go have like a a. I don't know what you call it. It's it's definitely like the game to movie sort of thing, but it's game to series, so you got got a lot more to play with. Mm. And with uh, the Last of Us coming out soon, and we're going to see what what that's what's going to happen with that. And yeah, just uh, if they're going to do more more of a list games into series, um, all for it. It's because essentially the games are like TV shows anyway. Yes, yeah. Mm. Everyone knows the IP. Everyone knows the story, and it's very immersive. And I have heard that people are saying, "Well, if this goes great, then you can do like a prequel series." And that's what the other uh, Gods of War, like way back when in mm. PS, PS2 d- days, yeah, of yeah. Hi- of him actually fighting uh, the the Greek gods as well, including mm. Zeus and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, on who to play? I don't know. You you can probably grab like not necess- not necessarily like an A list star or anything like that, or even a known person. I I think you could probably get anyone who who <laughs> who looks good in a beard and, and yeah, a bit chunky. Another bit chunky. wrestler that we don't know. Yeah. Well, I think I think Triple H was actually another fan cast. To play the character too. He's from WWE. I know, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of that on TikTok, and I don't even follow wrestling. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I, it's not even the sport. <laughs> but in respect to um, just Sony games coming to uh, coming to TV shows, uh, I am pretty sure uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West. I think that's also going to become a, a TV series at some point. I did hear about it. Yeah, I think um, they might be doing that. And that'd be really cool as a series as well, to be honest, because that also looks visually appealing. Mm. Um, and, yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. We're, we're in the age of video games becoming TV shows or, or movies, and, and they're actually really good. Um, starting to be good. Yeah. Yeah, starting to be good, yeah. Uh, I I heard mixed and potentially negative things about the Halo series. I've only seen the first episode. I have never watched it, so I have no idea. Um, I was going, aww. But I'm also not a huge fan of the game itself, so... Mm. You know. yeah. But I heard like, a lot of disappointing reviews for that show, yeah. so... They changed um, a lot of He takes off his helmet yeah. in the first episode. I was like, no... Yeah, and that, it defeats the whole purpose of the, of the character then. <laughs> that and, yeah, I mean, not to get into it, but but uh, Mandalorian came out and they, they did something similar. It's like, oh, you can't have your protagonist not not being seen until 
whatever. And I thought, yeah, it makes sense, and it 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 worked. Mm. But, but unfortunately, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was. I kinda, it was I, it's what the kids say mid. Mid. <laughs> I kind of like mid. where 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 it's going with Average. these video games now becoming mid, news. Middle so. of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Last of Us is out soon, and yeah. um, it's looking nothing short of not mid. Definitely not mid. Because yeah. I've just been top taught. tier by the sounds of it. Top tier, yes. <laughs> a triple A title. <laughs> a triple A title. Sadly, I won't be watching it. <laughs> Look, I'm a chicken, all right. I'm a big scaredy cat. You I'm are going to be able big... to watch it. We went through this. You can watch it in the middle of the day with the lights on on your phone, so you don't get skied. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to. Mm. We've got a couple more items left in the news. Um, uh, next item is is pretty cool. Um, Jackie Chan this week confirmed that um, there is going to be a fourth Rush Hour movie. Woo! Um, very exciting stuff. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of that franchise. Um, I mean, the third film was definitely not as good as the previous two, but um, there was a third film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was set in Paris. It wasn't as good. It, it really wasn't as good. Um, there was a couple of good gags in there, but not a lot of great stuff compared to the first two films. Like, the first film is fantastic. Um, and, yeah, and the second one kind of takes the first film but reverses it a little bit. Um, and it's it's a good sequel. I, I, I really like it. Um, plus, Chris, T- Chris Tucker's always making Michael Jackson references, so I'm here for that every time. Um, so I'm looking forward to more of that. Um, but yeah, they're coming back. Don't know where it's going to be set or anything, but that they're, they're just, we, all we know is that they're working on it. Um, I would likely say that Brett Ratner will not be returning as director considering, yeah, uh, considering he's, he's, he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> unfortunately made some bad, bad choices. Um, yeah. So yeah, don't know. Um, I guess it might, if it's coming, it'll probably be 2024 at this point. Um, again, Rush Hour 4, 2024. Take advantage of the numbers, people. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I hope it's good. I hope it's good, because Jackie Chan's approaching 70 now. Um, and, uh, you know, he's still known for doing all of his own stunts. So I can't wait to see what else he can do um, in this last hurrah. Um of this franchise, I doubt, I doubt there'll be another one after this, considering it's been, by the time it comes out, it'll be over 15 years since the third film, so, yeah. Since the third film? Yeah, third film came out in 2008. Wow. Yeah. So. I was busy. Woo! You were busy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, Fulia, um, you, you happy about this? Oh yeah, yeah, look. I, I'm pretty sure I have definitely watched the first two. The third one, I can't remember if I have, uh, but I might watch it just to see how it ends so that if, it, if, it's a, if number four is going to be a continuation of that or if it's going to be something completely different, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love Chris Tucker and Ch- Jackie Chan together. They're yeah. absolutely hilarious. They make it's a great so team. Mm-hmm. Um and just the the comedy that they you know spit off to each other in the in those movies it, it just 
I love it. It it makes me laugh every time. Uh, and I love Jackie Chan's martial art skills. It is impeccable. Uh, I'm surprised that he, you know, he wants to do another one. But at the same time, I'm not surprised that he still does he still does his own stunts because he's that kind of a person, and he wants to make sure everything's perfect. <laughs> uh, so. And you know, and you know, Jackie Chan himself just doing his own thing. I live for the outtakes at the end of the film as well. Mm. It's always the best <laughs> seeing you know Jackie Chan you know screwing up half the time. Be like, oh, that was a mistake, and <laughs> <laughs> or you know something goes wrong and he he either gets hit by something or all that sort of stuff. So it's really it's just a fun time. Yeah. It's just absolutely a fun time and I'm ready to go for another round. <laughs> nice. So you're rushing to the... Yes, let's rush. It's for this fourth hour. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, Mike, I don't know if you're neither here nor there on this one. I thought the first two were fine. <laughs> I didn't know there was a third one. I actually, I tell a lie. There was a third one. I just didn't get go to it. It was like meh, meh mid. <laughs> <laughs> but if there, if there's, well, the first one they go to, they're in America. The second one's in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- third one apparently in 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 uh, in, in France. France. Yes. I was going to say England. <laughs> uh, in Europe. Yeah. So where are they going to go for the fourth one? Australia. Australia. Didn't... Oh, boy. <laughs> which which uh, in uh, Mission Impossible was in Australia? Number two. Number two. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mission to Moscow. Mission to Moscow. <laughs> I don't know. That would be very weirdly topical for a, <laughs> for a buddy cop comedy movie mm-hmm. yeah so they're gonna go somewhere they gotta go somewhere <laughs> they gotta go fast yeah it depends how the budget out. would stretch yes maybe they'll go to bali i don't know yes <laughs> we shall see we shall see indeed okay one last thing to touch on before we move on um that is of course the golden globes wait what the Golden Globes. Okay, I'm going to the toilet. <laughs> you actually? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yes. Well, we all know Mike does not buy into a award season, and that is fine. <laughs> that is fine. That's why. That's why we're here. Um, yeah. So, Golden Globe nominees came out this week. Um, in terms of film, um, the Banshees of Inner Sharon is leading the way with eight nominees, uh, eight nominations uh, for that, uh, I suppose, sort of black comedy. It stars um, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Um, looks very funny. I haven't seen it yet because it hasn't come out in Australia yet, um, but I, it's out next week, Boxing Day, so I uh, can't wait to watch that. Uh, and on the TV side, uh, comedy Abbott Elementary, which swept the Emmys, uh, back in September, um, is leading the pack with a bunch of nominations as well. Um, in terms of best movie drama, we have, uh, Avatar The Way of Water, Elvis, The Fablemans, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. 
for comedy movie, we have Babylon, The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and Triangle of Sadness. Um, as for TV shows, um, best TV series drama, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, Ozark, and Severance. Um, best comedy series, or musical or comedy series, we've got Abbott Elementary, The Bear, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, and Wednesday. Um, now, as for um, nerd-related things, well, the Ho House of the Dragon, of course, got uh, a few nominees, uh, a few nominations. I keep saying nominees. It's wrong. Um, on top of um, Best Drama Series, um, House of the Dragon also got um, uh, a Best Actress nominee for Emma Darcy, playing Rhaenyra uh, Targaryen. Um, very well deserved. Um, another... Uh, TV nominee worth shouting out is the fact that Diego Luna got nominated for his role as Cassian Andor in Andor, Woo! which is just absolutely spectacular. Um, well deserved as well. Um, and then on the movie front, Black Panther got a couple of nominations. Uh, one for best song for Rihanna's Lift Me Up. Uh, very well deserved. And uh, the Queen herself, Angela Bassett, got nominated for uh, Best uh, Supporting Actress in a, a Motion Picture Drama for her role as Ramonda in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which marks the first time, it's taken this long, the first time a Marvel actor has been nominated for an acting performance award in anything. An acting... Uh, no. Yes, in a movie. Um, that I should not discount at all the fact that um, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, and uh, 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 Catherine Hahn got nominated for WandaVision at the Emmys. Um, that is definitely worth shouting out. But in terms of the movies, this is the first time uh, one of the MCU actors has actually gotten an acting nomination. So um, hats off to Angela Bassett. Very much deserved that nomination. She also got a Critics' Choice nomination this week too, so um, fingers crossed for the Oscar. We'll see. Um, but yeah, some cool stuff in there. I could go on, but I won't because we'll be here all day. Um, Fulia, do you have any any thoughts? Are you excited about uh, any of this the, these nominees? I am very happy that Only Murders in the Building has been nominated because that's a really great show. Absolutely amazing. So much fun. And I can't wait for the next season. It's going to be so good. Uh, I hope... I don't know whether they're going to win or not, but I hope they do. <laughs> yeah, they've got tough competition. They really do. Yeah. Um, especially with Wednesday, from everything I'm hearing about how good it is how good it is so it's, far. Yeah, it is good, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm also very happy to hear that, you know, Marvel is being represented again in, in, t in, in movies and in t TV with Star Wars, um, with Andor. So happy about that as well. Um, you know, Diego Luna did a, an amazing job in that show. Mm. So good. Mm -hmm. Such a good performance. Um, and yeah, I'm... I'm not one to like like you, Kendall, to actually sit up and watch the the actual show go through. Although I will say I did watch through the the Game Awards last week, and uh, yeah, that's that different. Was, that's <laughs> a bit different. <laughs> um, but I do like finding out, you know, all the nominations and and then 
finding out who won afterwards. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely looking forward to the results uh, once it happens. But uh, yeah, it's very exciting to hear some some nerdiness in there. I know. Just, yeah. It's nice to be to be recognised. Um, and speaking of being recognised, Australia got some nominees as well. With obviously Baz Luhrmann, he got a best director nomination for Elvis, and both Hugh Jackman and Kate Blanchett got nominated for their roles in um, The Sun and Tar, respectively. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm also it. I'm also glad to see that Elvis is up there as well because that yeah. was such a great film. It, yeah, it was. Elvis yeah. Elvis got a lot of a lot of attention. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, a lot of people are still tipping Austin Butler to win everything um, come award season. <laughs> so uh, I can't wait to see what he wears. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, move on out. Uh, that's the nerdy news done for another week, uh, which means it is now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Ooh, I'm back. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's trailer park time. And our first trailer that we're going to talk about, of course, has to be uh, our first full trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Spider pig. Spider. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, cool. So, yeah. Uh, first, first, like, really good look, I suppose. Like, we got our little a t- little teaser a few months ago uh, of this movie, and now we've got a bit more of a, of a scope. Um, looks like they're gonna, they're going right for the feels once again. Um, this time more with his, with his mum. Um, her, you know, giving this kind of speech about, you know, protecting my baby sort of thing. Um, which was kind of sweet. Um, and yeah, showing a lot of old footage, which I suppose makes sense because by the time this comes out, it'll be nearly five years since the first one, which is kind of strange to me to Mm. think about. Um, and you know, and then of course they had to show us Stan Lee again. (laughs) Mm. That was the, uh, that was the first cameo that came out after he passed away. So that was, that was a bit emotional to see, to see him pop up again. Um, and of course, they showed that leap of faith shot with him. You know, fo- looks. You know, he's falling in the cities and the sky, and it's yeah, it's it's really really cool stuff. He's ascending, he's or as- is or is he descending? Yeah, yeah, he's descending, but they showed it the other way. So yeah, it's sick. Um, yeah, so we got that, and then of course we got a you know, little bit of a glimpse of this sort of Spider Verse thing where all of these Spider Men are connecting with each other it seems or or congregating and stuff um the spider-man highway yeah um i have so many questions so i can't wait to have them answered (laughs) um because i have no idea what's going on they really didn't tell us much of what the story is they kind of just gave us a a hint of like there's this one line that um spider gwen says where she's like we're supposed to be the good guys and then you hear um uh, what's his face? I've forgotten his name. Spider-Man 2099. What's the, what's the dude's name? Oscar Isaac. I know it's Oscar Isaac. I was, <laughs> I was getting to my man, Oscar Isaac, in a second. <laughs> ah, you um, ruined it, Michael. <laughs> yeah, ruined it. Well, it's like, man, and, and Avatar. I just, I just know the, I just know the, the actor's names. Miguel O'Hara. Thank you, Stephen. 
Ah! Oh. <laughs> Steve's watching. It's very funny. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Miguel O'Hara. Yes, yes. So he's like, you know, saying that we are supposed to be the good guys. But there's just, I don't know. I'm so confused as to what's actually going on because it looks like Miguel is chasing after Miles for some reason. Like, I don't know if Miles has done something he shouldn't have done. Um... I don't know, but all the Spider-Men are like coming after him. So it's, yeah, it looks a little intense, but, hmm. um, but yeah, I didn't love this trailer cause it was just very confusing. Um, and there was a lot going on. Um, but it was, but it was okay. And I'm, I'm still super excited for the movie. Um, when that eventually comes out, it's going to be really, really good. Um, yeah, I don't really have too much else to say. I can't wait. Plus yeah, Oscar Isaac for the win. Cause I love him. He's amazing. Um, Fulia. Um, how did this trailer go with you? Uh, look, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's, it, it does look a little confusing though. So, <laughs> so far, all of a sudden we go into this, this place where it's just like, all of the Spider people are there. Yeah. And it's really, really like overwhelming to see so many of them out there. Uh, but yeah, I've just... I'm just going to say, visually, it looks amazing. Um, and, yeah, I just... I can't wait to actually see this at the big screen. This mm. time. Not like last time when I didn't go. This time, I'm going to go. <laughs> yes, please do. It's I'm definitely going to go see this in the cinema. Incredible um, animation. Yeah, so... I, I appreciate the the animation style of this. It's definitely unique and... And I absolutely love the whole, you know, comic book aspect of the, of the animation. So I'm, I am looking forward to this. But like you, I do not have a clue about what this movie is going to be about. Yes. <laughs> Apart from the fact that we're just going to see lots of spider people battling it out. I feel like there's, there's something that they don't like about Miles and that's probably why they get into a fight from what we see. So Yeah. Well... Yeah. I don't understand the context, but Steve in, in chat has also said, because he doesn't have the wristwatch. I don't know what wristwatch he's referring to. Do you know what wristwatch he's referring to? Uh, in the, uh, some sleuths on, uh, that do deep uh, deep dives have all noticed that all the Spider-Man has got like a wristwatch. It's sort, oh. sort of like what um, um, like Tony Stark made for when they go back in time so they can pinpoint where oh. they go. Oh, okay, so, right. Who knows if there's going to be a cr cross between that or not? Yeah, true. That's okay. That's a good point. And then Steve also mentions the Citadel of Spider-Man, which just makes me think of the Citadel of Bricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. And yeah, and every every uh, every new universe has a spider totem, so they're all connected. Mm. So who knows if this is going to be connected to the uh, Madam Web? movie that's coming out as well so yeah maybe i mean there's also there was also a um an easter egg where one of the spider-men uh was the spider-men from the uh, <laughs> sorry my kids are going nuts <laughs> um, um uh one of the spider-men from the um uh, playstation game yeah okay yeah with nice. the same, same uniform as well yeah okay oh, all right there we go. Um, okay. Steve also says, at the end of Spider-Verse, 
Miguel has the watch that lets him travel to different dimensions. I think I remember that was in the post credit scene at the end. Yeah, and he yeah. went to yeah. Spider-Man 66 or something like that. And yeah, and that's... And they did the meme. They did the meme. They did the meme. And it was fantastic. You're Spider-Man. Um, you're, you're Spider-Man. Yeah, so all the Spider-Men are wearing the watch besides Miles. Okay, yeah, see, I fucking missed that. My bad. Um, thank you, Steve, for pointing that out. Thanks, Dave. Um, <laughs> um, okay, a little bit more of an idea of what's going on then. That's interesting. Um, yeah, any other f- thoughts, Fulia, or that's that's you done? Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm ready to consume this. <laughs> yes, let's go. Um, Mike, what did you think of the trailer? Yeah, it's alright. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, definitely going to say it. And yeah, across the across the Spider Universe. Mm. And uh, the next one's beyond. So yeah, yeah, this is the second of a trilogy. So yeah, so this is going to be a part one of part two. So expect a downer ending. Yeah. We got get ready for the feels train. Yeah, we're going to kill get, the mum. Yeah, we're going to get a return. No, uh, Empire Strikes. Empire. Back. I was going to say Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yes. Revenge of the Revenge of the Jedi. Revenge. <laughs> Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Rise of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Also, the spy, uh, the spider that Miles was bitten by was, uh, was glitching. Yes, that's true. Implies uh, it might be from a different universe. Oh, okay. All right. So that's also, that's a really good point. Thank you. But which universe? Mm. So maybe they're trying to figure out where that is, maybe? Hmm. Or something, or like that's a problem that he got bit by a spider from a different universe, and he he wasn't meant to be a Spider-Man. Maybe they're going to do more of that paradox stuff that they were dealing with mm. in the first film. Wibbly wobbly. I, know, I just hope that hope they bring back the um, noir Spider-Man. I want I want more yeah. Nic- Nicolas Cage <laughs> Spider-Man, <laughs> please. And Spider-Ham. And Spider-Ham because yeah. John Mulaney. Spider-Ham. Yes. Hmm. Yes. You know. Yeah, I, I've said this theory, didn't I? Probably. Uh, John Mulaney's voice is basically um, Patrick Warburton's voice, but sped up. Yeah. High pitched. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that is a fantastic theory. Mm. <laughs> uh, amazing. All right, cool. So, segue. Segue. When are we going to be watching this? Yes. Well, there's no, <laughs> there's no Australian release date yet, but uh, no. But it'll probably be around the same time because uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is coming out in America on the second of June. So we're six months out. Cool. From returning. So that's that's very exciting. Mm. Um, okay. Next trailer um, is our first official teaser for Barbie. I am fully expecting the next trailer to do. You know how like some trailers like that. There's that trend of um, taking pop songs and making them all moody and atmospheric and putting an orchestra behind them. They're gonna do that with Barbie Girl. No, no, no. It'll be it'll be a solo piano, (laughs) but slowed. Yeah, yeah. And Margot Robbie has to sing it. Um, I want that really badly. Um, this teaser was hilarious and not, uh, not what I was expecting at all to be the first look at Barbie, um, because we get a straight up 2001 A Space Odyssey spoof, Hmm. um, which is 
absolutely hilarious. <laughs> um, and a giant Margot Robbie. Um, I really liked that they paid homage to the OG uh, Barbie. Like, the way she's dressed is, like, either the first Barbie or one of the first Barbies back in the 1950s. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool to see them pay, pay respects to that. Um, but, yeah, it was very, very funny that that's the route they decided to go down. I mean, I love Greta Gerwig as a director, so I'm really excited to see what she's doing with this. But, yeah. And then we got some flashes, of course, of um, Ryan Gosling as Ken doing some moves. Simu Liu playing whomever he's playing. Um, Ken. Ken, probably a different version of Ken, yeah. uh, doing, also doing some dancing. And uh, um, Shudi Gatwa playing Ken. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was next to Ryan. Was Shudi Gatwa in that? Yeah, he, he wow. had... How did I miss that? He had the yellow suit and the yellow... Wow. Okay, so the Doctor is in this movie. Yeah, Fantastic. so it's a blink, it's a blink and you miss it. Bl- okay, well, clearly. Okay. I, clearly I, I blinked when he was... <laughs> but this is before we knew he was the Doctor. Okay, all right. That's ex- that's exciting. Okay. Yeah. We're probably gonna we're probably gonna see Barbie before we see him as Doctor Who though. So that yeah. kind of, that kind of sucks. Yeah. As the Doctor. As the Doctor. He's not Doctor Who. His name is the Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I I'm keen to know more. Like this movie fascinates me. Um, it looks like it's gonna be just bonkers weird and funny hopefully um i hope i hope they go down the satire route i feel like they will i think it is yeah yeah um if they're if they're pulling like (laughs) 2001 yeah true (laughs) that's the tone they're trying to set then that's that's where they're headed yeah um but yeah all right um fulia (laughs) what did you make of the barbie teaser well that opening was really weird (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't expecting any kind of narration (laughs) to begin with not at all um and then just to see these kids smash porcelain baby dolls (laughs) with the cabbage patch kid type of doll that they had and then throwing them in the air (laughs) um you've you've never seen 2001 space no Okay. So that's why for me that looked really, really weird. <laughs> we'll have to send you. People have done like the side by side comparisons. Okay. Um, it's a shot for shot recreation of a specific sequence. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Why right. are they ripping off The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, The Simpsons did it back in the 90s. Oh, so good. Oh, my goodness. But uh, this does look interesting. I'm keen to know how they sound when they speak. Mm. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, the voices. Give us the voices. Because there's always there's always that stereotypical ditzy blonde sort of voice when a when a Barbie character like in like Toy Story or is like voiced, and I'm just very curious to know whether or not Margot Robbie's going to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she'll. Yeah, there'll be some kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know it could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, I will say this is definitely going to hit a lot of the nostalgia for a lot of people who collected the dolls back in the day. Yes. Uh, and I wasn't much of a. I wasn't really a collector of Barbie dolls because I ever only got myself one official Barbie doll. 
And that was the Rapunzel Barbie doll. Oh. And that was it. No, but she got a haircut, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't didn't collect them per se, um, but I had over 50 of them. Yeah, no, I I never... I That's never a got... fair collection. <laughs> that, that is a fair collection. But I never got more than one Barbie doll. Yeah, right. Every other doll that I got was a rip-off <laughs> I even of the had Barbie. The spi- I even had the Spice Girls dolls. <laughs> See, like... I wanted the Spice Girl Barbie dolls, but I wasn't allowed to get them because it was yeah. too expensive. Yeah, they were expensive. Yeah, I, I don't think I had all of them. But in, in oh, like, if I was to look at the dolls today, I would honestly would love to get the dolls from the from the 50s because the outfits that those dolls got specifically were they're they're gorgeous the out those little oh, yeah. the doll outfits from back then mm-hmm. they look really amazing um so but if so if i was to get one it'd be one of those dolls that i could just have sort of on part of my mantelpiece uh but yeah i've only ever owned one barbie doll in my life and that was rapunzel with the retractable hair <laughs> you push the button you push the button that's sort of in her back and it uh, retracts the hair back in but to be able to have it long again you have to pull the hair out um, but then yeah like I said she got a bit of a haircut <laughs> <laughs> she ran out of hair she ran out of hair essentially yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. can't see that ending Look, well I, I, I feel like we need a more of a trailer. This teaser is not really enough to sort of judge. No. So no. yeah, I think if we get a, like the usual two-minute trailer, I think I'll be happy. And then yeah, go watch it. Yeah, cool. Nice, Michael. Yes. Your thoughts on Barbie? I am more contri- more intrigued of this movie, <laughs> considering they that they pulled uh, two thousand one. Yeah. And the because. Uh, Essentially, that scene in 2001 Space Odyssey is about, is about apes uh, discovering tools for the mm-hmm. very first time. Uh, okay. And, and uh, one, one of the acts of uh, one, when they discovered tools is to kill another one. So it, it's all to do with allegory of... Uh, uh, because we are... It, it's all to do with... Um, because the big Barbie is supposed to be like a, a, a pillar that comes from space, maybe. And it's, all, it's all philosophical in that. It's like, uh, are we ordained to be um, up to a certain point of actually being introduced as a species with tools to basically either live or survive or, or kill another person? Mm. And so I can probably, like, thinking philosophically... Is that a Barbie doll in itself? I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, the future of what girls' uh, ideal woman is. But is mm. it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Mm. Uh, is it sex positive or is it harmful? Or uh, it's like it's like that thing. And that got... debate's been going on for many years. Oh yeah, and it still yeah. it still is to this day. Yeah. And them just doing something uh, like that for just a teaser. Um, not sure if it's going to be in the movie or not, but uh, no, <laughs> probably it's going to be. Um, yeah, this is going to be a slight satire of the Barbie movie. Yeah. So uh, of what a Barbie movie would be, it wouldn't be a, like all those Barbie movies that you see on Stan. Basically, mm. I've seen 
I have one uh, offhand because my little girl's getting in the bubbies and she's getting a, a Barbie dream house for Christmas. Don't tell her. And. <laughs> Wait, Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Uh, yeah, so it's definitely going to be very tongue in cheek and. Um, and it's going to be hard. Which one should we see? This or Oppenheimer? Because <laughs> they're coming out exactly the same time. Are they actually? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I'm seeing both. Um, <laughs> so. Double are, feature. Yeah. <laughs> are you team Barbie or are you team Oppenheimer? Mm. Why not make it a double feature? Por que no les dos? Yes. <laughs> only, only can be one. <laughs> nah. Nah. I'm too indecisive. I must have both. Yes. Yes. And yeah, shooting up words event as well. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so, because uh, when they were still filming it, when the news broke that he was going to be the now the fifteenth doctor, doctor yeah. uh, Ryan Gosling just walked around with um, a an uh, an artist rendition of what Shooty was going to look like as the doctor, uh, and uh, for a t-shirt, he was just rocking around set just with a Shooty Gatwa. Uh, uh, Doctor Who t-shirt. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, could say we might get Ryan Gosling in a Doctor Who episode. If he's... Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> be... Like, I don't know if he's a proper Whovian or not, but... But, yeah. It's, Either it's, way. It's there. Yeah. And now Doctor Who's going to be on Disney. Disney. Plus now, yeah. so. mm-hmm. Who knows what will happen? Who knows? So when is this coming out? Yes. At well, the same time as Oppenheimer. At the same time as Oppenheimer. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that movie as well. I can't wait for a trailer for that too. Um, apparently that's on selective cinemas in uh, Avatar. Uh, apparently IMAX screenings. Yeah, so it's you planned. might see. So if I, yeah, I'm planning on seeing Avatar in IMAX, so um, I should get the trailer for Oppenheimer. Let us know. Yeah, I will. Um, but for now, Barbie is going to be released in cinemas on the 20th of July. Uh, 2023. Oh, so close to my wife's birthday. Yeah, just before. So... (laughs) (laughs) You guys can go see Barbie for her birthday. Yeah, or Oppenheimer. Or Oppenheimer, yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Do you want to have a feel-good movie or do you want to feel like like humanity's just doomed us all? Yeah. The trick is which 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 movie you're talking yeah. about. The invention of something uh, absolutely catastrophic, or someone who invented the the atomic the, bomb. The atomic bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Death of all humanity, or the Manhattan Project. Or the Manhattan Project. <laughs> exactly. Ah, uh, uh, yummy. Humor. Um, humor. Humor. All right, we got one more trailer to talk about, and that is uh, for an upcoming sci-fi adventure film uh, by the title of 65, um, starring Adam Driver. So, um, tick, I'm watching this. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a sci-fi film where it seems that. Um, I don't know if it's like the last surviving people of, of, of a race are looking for a new home sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, 65. Yeah, so they're looking for uh, a new planet to call home and uh, the ship gets hit by a, a stray asteroid and they go down on this planet that actually turns out to be Earth 65 million years ago. Damn it, they blew it up! 
Can anyone <laughs> say Planet of the Fucking Apes? Because <laughs> that's, that's exactly where my brain went. Like, uh, it was Earth all along. About time travel backwards. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I have two theories. One, it's either... It's, it's not humanity. It's a, it's a, you know, humanity-like race that have just, you know, stumbled... Similar to, like, the whole, you know, how Star Wars is you know, in a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away sort of thing. <laughs> like, these people were just this advanced 65 million years ago and they found Earth. Yeah. Um, so th- there's that option. Or there's wibbly-wobbly, tiny-wimey stuff going on. Um, but, yeah. So we got dinosaurs. Um, we're in the... If it's 65 million years ago, it's the Cretaceous period. Uh, the... Uh, the um, comet slash asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs is probably inbound as they are there. I, it might have something to do with Act Three. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> is that what you? That's what you meant when you predicted the end of the movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you know, they get knocked by an asteroid and that sends them crash landing onto the planet. So that kind of tracks. Um, that would be a really interesting twist, and you kind of see a shot in the trailer with him and the, the young girl, and there's like you know, um, asteroids of something going on. Um, coming down from the Coming sky. down in the background, which looks really cool visually. So, yeah, so it's like sci-fi Jurassic Park, except set in the Cretaceous period. And uh, Jurassic Park is sci-fi. I suppose. Technically. Technically it is, yeah, technically. Well, you can't, you can't, you know, you can't do that with DNA. No, you can't. No. <laughs> you can't um, change your DNA. No. That's that's locked in. Even with a vaccine. Oh, controversial, no. political. Yeah. Don't want to be political. No, not on this podcast. We have new friends. We have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, this movie looks looks interesting. I don't know if it's going to be good. I mean, the only thing that gives me hope that it will be good is Adam Driver and the fact that it's produced by Sam Raimi. Um, so it gets points for that too. It also looks visually really cool. Um, and I'm always here for dinosaurs. Um, at the very least, it looks better than Jurassic World Dominion, so I can't really ask for much more <laughs> than, than that, sadly. Um, yeah, good, a good first look. Good trailer. Um, I might check it out. Uh, Fulia, um, what do you make of this one? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> not, your, no. not your cup of tea? As soon as I found out it was about dinosaurs, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with dinosaurs? If I don't watch Jurassic Park, you really think I'm going to watch this? <laughs> well, you've never seen... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't. <laughs> it's too scary. Um, look, it's just visually looking at it, the cinematography does look really interesting. Um, and just the way that they've got a lot of close-ups uh, of Adam Driver's character and... Um, just, you know, the way that they also try to do the whole horror thing with there's nothing there, there's nothing there, and then all of a sudden cuts back and it's something's there. Hmm. <laughs> um, that's kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, it's not my it's not my kind of movie genre to watch. So, okay, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Michael... What do you make of this? Um, yeah, it's very interesting that um, uh, because Jurassic Park has sort of um, uh, has got all these sort of um, dinosaur horror movies all into one, and we don't really see many of them 
because it's going to be compared to Jurassic Park, as we just did. But I think having the element of um, people maybe going back in time and having that sort of thing and is very intriguing as well. So mm. I'm actually all for, for this. Uh, and, yeah, just different elements just mushed together. you got Jurassic Park, you got... Mm-hmm. You got, yeah, you got Planet of the Apes, and and I can't remember if uh, dinosaurs were name dropped. So I'm, yeah, not sure if the uh, Adam Driver character, as well as the kid, is uh, aware that they're that they're on Earth or they're Earthlings or yeah, don't know. It's, yeah, we didn't get that. That's hey. the, that's the thing. Otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise, Adam Driver will be going, oh, shit, a dinosaur. And then we know that they're from the future. Mm. But it could be interesting if they're from a different planet. And they just look human. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking it'll be. I feel like it might be a bit too cliched if they were actually from Earth, but they ended up back there mm. sort of thing. I kind of like the idea of, oh, no, they're actually Earth-like like human-like people that just happened to be that advanced that long ago and found Earth. I know there's more you can do with that, I think. And they're traveling in space to find a different place. Yeah. So when is this going to get dropped? Yes. Well, this is coming out a lot sooner um, than our previous two movies we discussed. We don't have an exact date here in Australia. It's coming out in March in the US, but uh, it'll be April for us. Um, Probably early April, hmm. I think. So just on the cusp of the beginning of the blockbuster season. Um, so hopefully it's good. Yeah. We'll see. All right. That's Trailer Park done. We have uh, rolled on out now because it is time for for the moment. Uh, this is weird. The, yeah, I know. We're doing the same room. <laughs> <laughs> this section. Ow. Oh. The past. <laughs> the place. This place. Yes, this place. Uh, this did d- spot in the show Ooh. that we like to call. Oh. Popcorn culture. Yes. 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 It's popcorn culture time. It's the last popcorn culture for 2022. Um, so, uh, no, we're not doing a, a, a year, year look back wrap up because we're not those people. Um, we're doing something different. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to let Fulia explain it because let it me was... Put my, let me put my hat on. Oh, oh she's getting her hat on. What's the hat? Yeah. You can't hear us. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. We can say whatever we want. Is that it? Yeah. Is that a... What, put my what... Christmas hat on. Oof. I love that because it's, yeah, we are gonna be talking about Christmas gift baskets. Hey, <laughs> Christmas movie gift baskets. Movie gift baskets, yes. to be exact. Mm. Yes. And uh, so what we're gonna do is we are going to pick five movies that we would consider a good gift. Put it in a basket, wrap it up so that we can then give it to someone as like a Secret Santa type of a gift. Yes. yes. But the caveat for this is if someone chooses the movie, we can't choose that movie. 
for our basket. Yes. So it comes off the list. <laughs> yes. And I have so that's, no that's backups. That's how it's going to work. But I will, <laughs> find, I will find backups. So, going to have some fun with this. Yes, yes, yes. yes. This, this could be a little bit of fun. Um, should we take turns revealing the whole list or go one by one? One by one. I think one, one by, by one. one. Yes. Okay. All right. Fulia, it was your idea. You have the it's idea. You it's have, your fault. You have the idea. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> this is My your fault. fault. I do it. Um, you have the honours. Um, yes. What is your first movie for your gift basket? Alright, so the first movie for my gift basket is going to be no surprise is Lilo and Stitch! Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Lilo and Stitch, such a wholesome movie. It's set in Hawaii. Where else would you want to be for your holidays? And it, you know, Lilo's family gets invaded by some aliens, so it's, it's fun. Family wholesomeness, uh, mm-hmm. and not only does it, um, not only is it like a good little comedy action adventure, but it's also about Ohana family. So it's um, t- it does get a little emotional uh, in the second act of the film. So yeah, it's it's so great. I love Stitch. Absolutely the best character in that movie, and I'm obsessed with him. The whole world is because there's always some form of merch associated with Stitch. Always pop vinyls, you know, apparel, bloody just bags and little Christmas ornaments. I have my Stitch Christmas ornament on my tree, (laughs) (laughs) and yeah, I just. Uh, you know what I really want out of this, and I know this goes beyond what we're talking about right now, but it's, it's Christmas related. I would love to see a Stitch Lego that you can put together, kind of like uh, like the Baby Yoda or the or, you know or the R two D two, and you could put together your own Stitch, and it'd be amazing. <laughs> life size, life size Stitch, life size. Oh man, how many pieces no would that be? That'd be that'd be a lot of pieces. <laughs> yes, you can stitch him together. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but yes, my first movie for my gift basket is Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Well done, Folia. Very yeah. much on brand for you. I love it. I love it, <laughs> Michael. Yes. Oh, it's me. Yeah, you're going next. Okay. Uh, okay. Going down the um, holiday route, uh, I reckon uh, one of my favourite ho- uh, holiday uh, movies uh, is also a, a John Hughes uh, yes. movie, uh-huh. Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Oh, nice. It's probably one of my favourite John Hughes movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. It is a very good one. I mean, I, I got I got in late with the um like the teen stuff. Mm, okay. And um, and <laughs> and I don't know. With my old age, I actually quite like like it more than, than Home Alone for some reason. But he wrote that one. He, he did. wrote. He, he didn't, didn't direct, direct it. it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This one. This one starring uh, uh, John Candy. Uh, as well as Steve Martin mm-hmm. of uh, uh, Only Fools and Horses fame. 
and yeah, it was just um, just the and also the story of how how they filmed it. They basically almost filmed it chronologically. Yeah, uh, it was like a road trip movie, and and yeah, it's just the characters within it is is absolutely great. You got Steve Martin's character is just trying to get home for the holidays. Yeah. And you got John Candy's just slowing him down. And not intentionally, but and and their relationship is is absolutely strained and pure and, and they actually got uh, they did the they did the thing of um, hating each other from the start, so mm. and so they had that argument at the start of the film. So you didn't have like the um, it's like you know what this is me and and they sort of reconciled like throughout the entire film, and and it's yeah it's just a great great movie and it's sort of like a feel good feel good movie at the end. It's like you, things are not going you, things are not going right. Uh, you need to get home for your family, uh, and yeah, and just. And just disaster after disaster. Yeah. <laughs> and but by, by the end of it, it's 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 all it's all good. And um, yeah, they they reconcile at the end, and all because uh, Kevin Bacon wanted his cab. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that Kevin Bacon cameo. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I do do uh, I would put this in in my basket of goodies. Nice. Mm. Good choice. You, nice. Kendall. Your turn. Yes, mm. me. Well, um, I'm going to be on brand as well, because of course I am. Um, I am starting my gift basket with a Marvel movie. <laughs> um, and I'm going to select uh, The Avengers, the first one. Because yeah. um, I did think about choosing either Endgame or Infinity War because of just the sheer scale of them and how much they mean to the whole story. Uh, but the first Avengers movie is really where it, that all kind of starts to really come together. Um, like, it's where, you know, we have our team, our OG6, come together for the first time to face off against a villain who wants to take over the world. Um, and that's my man. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it was, it was the movie that was going to be a make or break for, for Marvel and for Kevin Feige and, and they pulled it off. Huge and gamble. Huge gamble. It, it had never been done before and yeah, and it paid off in spades and, um, yeah, is still obviously the after effects of it are with us today, thankfully. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it holds up. It's 10 years old now. It still holds up. It's still very funny. Um, uh, you know, as say what you will about Joss Whedon. Um, I, I will defend his artistry. He is a very talented writer and director, um, unless you give him Justice League. Um, but, um, you know. Gave if, half of Justice League. Yeah, half of Justice League, <laughs> yes. But what he does with the characters in the first Avengers film um, it's just excellent writing, um, and I, I absolutely love it. And just visually, it's a really great movie. Um, it never slows down. The pacing is awesome. Um, the action pieces are, are great. Um, 
and yeah it's just and it was just so exciting like I remember sitting in the cinema still and watching it for the first time that scene where Tony and Steve and Thor face off against each other in the forest while Loki watches in the distance like that <laughs> that is still like one of the coolest things um like in the entire MCU just yeah you want me to put the hammer down and the whole <laughs> doth mother know you weareth her drapes like that whole thing I, <laughs> I still quote to this day so yeah it's just a phenomenal movie um and one of the best superhero movies ever made so that is my number one pick for my gift basket yeah awesome it, it's also a very good standalone like you don't have to watch the yes, other ones that's right you can come mm. in fre- fresh mm-hmm. and that's yeah, pro- definitely. probably a good idea yeah, exactly. Because like that's because that's the other reason why I didn't pick Infinity War or Endgame. Because it's like, well, there's no point in giving them this if they've never seen anything MCU. Because then you've already yeah. used up your your other four slots. So yeah, literally, I'd have to be like, okay, you need what do this. you need to watch? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm not Avengers, uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron, Civil War, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then that's and then Infinity War. Yeah, that'd be your. Excuse me, that'd be your five. Um, yeah, so that's why I picked Avengers. Nice. Yes. Fulia, your number two, please. All right, so, uh, my number two, going from one animated studio to another, (laughs) (laughs) is Kung Fu Panda. Oh. (laughs) Because we love our Jack Black. We do. And he does an amazing job as Poe in Kung Fu Panda. It is a lot of fun, lots of action, lots of kung fu, martial art fun. And um, it also teaches you a lot of things about just yourself, how to reflect on things um, and, you know, just be yourself. You don't have to be someone else Mm. um, to be the best. Uh, and it's and it's awesome and we have a villain also that is in the movie that they have to defeat by the name of Tai Lung and um, and you know what they're all animals animal and animals (laughs) sorry I can't say the word (laughs) animatronic (laughs) animatronic anthropomorphic what is it? Anthropomorphic. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's just who doesn't want to watch animals kick butt? Like it's yeah. it's so it's so cool. <laughs> and the the star class of of voice actors in this movie. Oh, yeah. Insane. They're all amazing in this movie, and it's so much fun to watch as well. Um, and it's it's just you know. Good entertainment for the whole family. <laughs> so that is my number two movie for my gift basket. Nice. Very yeah. good. Very I do like that one. Yeah, it, yeah. Is a, it is a good movie. Yeah. Very good choice. Very good choice. Uh, Michael. My number two. Movie number two. Yeah. Going on the Jack Black uh, trope, as well as like uh, a coming of age sort of, sort of story, uh, I'm going to have to put in School of Rock. Nice. Ah, yes. Um, <laughs> Watching this, I was a little bit older than what the kids were uh, in the in the movie, but I really enjoyed the fact that this came out like just the right time mm. before before you go. Wait, the, who's this stranger teaching kids? You know, this sort of aspect of that. But it sort of makes sense in this movie of where 
where Dewey is, and that's Jack Black's character, and, mm. and it just and after that it, it spawned into like a TV show as well as a musical, and you can see why it's sort of it, it it's just lightning caught in a bottle of Jack Black and. Uh, it, it made Jack Black Jack Black. Yeah. Mm. Like, before that, it was The Holiday, which uh, he wasn't Jack Black in that one. <laughs> and and him just going uh, going off uh, the kids and the kids uh, interacting with, with uh, this character as well is just amazing. And, yeah, it's, it's feel good... Um, and it happened. It, it, the ending is 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 great. Where they they're training for Battle of the Bands, and spoiler alert, they don't win, but they learn a lesson at the end that you don't have to win. It's how you play uh-huh. and how you have fun and, mm. yep. and and all that. And it's and it's and it's just great. It's it's a really good movie. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just it's it's a good movie. It's good. It's one of those. It's not as sappy as most, and also uh, the music in it as well is great. Where they get get um, songs from different rock bands as well, mm. and the fir- and pretty much the first time you get uh, Led Zeppelin to actually release a song into a movie because that they never do they they've never done that before until this till this movie, and the, and then if it weren't for that, then Shrek wouldn't have used the same song in their in their movie as well. Uh, and yeah, it was. It's just a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. Yeah. yeah what about like you, Ken- Kendall? What about you and your number two? My, me and my number two. Um. Uh, so my number two, uh, is also on brand for me. Um, I had to pick Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Um, because <laughs> we got to throw some Star Wars into <laughs> the mix. Um, because it's just. A uh, very important film, not just in terms of sci-fi and pop culture, but like in terms of filmmaking, what they were able to achieve with the the money that they had and the technology they had back in 1976-77. The fact that it birthed industrial light and magic um, is huge. So uh, yeah, A New Hope really changed the game in terms of what movie uh, magic um, like was possible, really. Um, so it's a hugely important movie. And then just in terms of, yeah, cultural significance as well, like, you know, Star Wars is, is insanely huge and well-loved by so many people from all different walks of life. Um, you know, it reaches, it reaches the masses everywhere. Um, and it's such a great kind of classic story, you know, about, you know, this, this hero who is, you know, bound by destiny and, you know, tied to, to just, you know, this kind of greater, you know, thing with the, you know, fight against good and evil in this galaxy far, far away. And it's, uh, it's just, it's just really awesome. Like, it's a very good, good guys versus bad guys story. And where the, you know, the good guys are your, your underdogs, you know, you don't know if they're going to be successful. And then, because you know, the bad guys are just so epic and grand and they have everything working for them, how could they not lose? Um, and then, of course, we were introduced to one of the greatest cinema villains of all time, Darth Vader, um, who's, um, brace yourself, is 
our hero's father. But you don't find out until the second film, so... Until your next gift basket. Yeah. You get... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, what a twist. Um, yeah, so it's just, yeah. I mean, yeah, Star Wars is essential viewing um, for everyone, I think. And, uh, yeah, and it's a great movie. Like, it's still... A New Hope is still my favourite Star Wars movie out of all of them. Like, I like it more than Empire. I like it more than Force Awakens, more than Revenge of the Sith. You know, it's just... It's, yeah, it's just classic. You can't go wrong. So that's my number two. Yeah. Fulia. Yeah. Cool. Fulia. Yes. Number three. Quattro. Number three. That's, quattro means four. <laughs> <laughs> Trace. Toi. Uh, my third pick for my gift basket, uh, going from one style of animation to another now, Uh, (laughs) is an anime film by the name of Weathering With You made by Makoto Shinkai. Yes. And my goodness, what an aesthetically pleasing movie. It is absolutely gorgeous. The cinematography is amazing. Um, And the story itself is just really, really good. Uh, So it's about a high school boy who has run away to Tokyo and befriends a girl who appears to be able to manipulate the weather. Um, And she's the, she, she, I think she gets known as the, the rain girl. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sorry. No, the sunshine girl. The sunshine. Oh, sorry. Because she, because, because in Tokyo. Dustin Hoffman, rain man. (laughs) (laughs) it um it rains so much in tokyo in the movie that they they wanted the rains to stop so this girl prays to the weather gods and makes it sunny um and then it becomes this whole thing in the movie where she gets asked asked to um to pray away the rain uh so that other people can have their own little day for like events or a special day for something yeah, that's right. that they that they want to do when mm-hmm. and it was just really sweet that she would do that for these people but the consequence to that was the more the the, the rain was held off the harder it was to be held off later on mm-hmm. um not to mention that because she's attached to this I don't know what it is exactly, but she then becomes part of the weather. Yeah. But she then she then becomes the rain, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she gets lost in it, uh, and because um, this you know this young boy is really in, um, intrigued by her and really is you know they they become like besties. Um, and they they pretty much fall in love, I think, towards the end. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's absolutely gorgeous. It is definitely worth a watch. Um, it is very moving as well. So um, be make make sure you've got some tissues with you. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> definitely. Uh, but yeah, weathering with you is is my my third pick for my gift basket. Great. <laughs> yeah. Great, very good choice. That is a very good movie. Yeah. Yep, yep, nice. All right, Michael, you're number three. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, movie sounds like the same plot plot as the um, uh, Paw Patrol movie. 
because they tried tried to control the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think there's a love story in it. (laughs) It's a bit bit higher stakes than for prep to whatever year olds. My third one. um, Not sure if I can uh, come off that, but my my third one uh, is probably one of my favourite quote-unquote spoof movies uh which um and also one of my favorite uh mel brooks movies as well oh yeah uh and that is young frankenstein nice Mm. nice i still haven't seen it it's really good yeah you should watch it i should Uh, i'll put it in your gift (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah the story is uh if you know the story of uh frankenstein the the movie or the uh, book as well uh it's uh F- victor frankenstein's um uh grandson who is also uh, who is also a um who is a, who is also a scientist and uh is ashamed of the family name so he's mm. na- so he, he's renamed himself frankenstein and and so his uh, grandfather's died, and so he inherits every, everything. So he has to go to Transylvania and take care of the estate. And he fa- and he doesn't believe that the stories are true. That he actually um, made a creature from different body parts, and he didn't think that was true because he was also a neurosurgeon uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And and uh, he finds his secret books, and everything, and all all the all the uh, equipment is there that he finds. And he f- and he goes through his uh, journal as well, and he finds out that it's all true. It all all happens. And of course, scientific curiosity dictates that he needs to replicate the 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 thing. So, mm. and it's also a comedy. Uh, definitely a lot of tongue in cheek, a lot of innuendo, and 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 uh, being a movie that's filmed in the seventies, it's all set in black and white. It's it's um, it's a, a movie that's actually an homage to the nineteen thirties mm. uh, movies as well, and mm-hmm. it's also filmed the same way in black and white. And also the um, set pieces that they've got for the. Um, for the lab that they actually create the um, uh, the lab that they create the the monster in mm. is the same stuff that that is from those movies as well. Yeah, right. Just all in storage. Yeah. And so they bring them out, and it's all it's still working, like all the electricity and all that. And so so they uh, and Frankenstein uh, is played by Gene Wilder. Yeah. Uh, he's also he also written the the movie as well, mm. and he asked uh, Mel Brooks to direct it, and this is like right up after um, uh, the producers where they first, first sort of meet and fell yeah. in love basically, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and so they did that movie, and and yeah, it's um, it's really good. Uh, the creature is played by um, the the dad from Everyone Loves Raymond. So, oh really? Yeah, <laughs> Frank Boyle. Yeah, Frank Boyle. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's that, 
and it, it's just really great it's really fun and and yeah it's 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 great and just just the jokes in it are so iconic as well uh one of them be, being uh, uh uh he meets um the grandson of igor who's whose name's igor and yeah and so he he gets him to say, okay, I need this brain from this intelligent guy. Can you go and get it? And he does. He, f he fumbles and breaks it. And so he, get, he, he gets another brain because, you know, all brains are alike. And there's, there's uh, written on the side, ab uh, abnormal. And so, so he's, and so they make the creature and it's like, which brain did, I, did you get? And it's like, uh, Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby normal, <laughs> <laughs> and there's stuff like that. Yeah, and it's just great and just very easily quoted and and, and just mm -hmm. fun. Nice. So that's number, my number three. Very good, very good. Pete. Nice. Love it, love it, love it. Um, cool. Um, oh, quick correction. Peter Boyle. Peter Boyle. Peter, Peter Boyle. Boyle. He's yes. Frank Boyle. Don't know. No, Frank, Frank is the name. Frank. His character name. Yes. In Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and also, Frankie Boyle is a Scottish comedian. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, all right, my number three pick um, is uh, a movie that had uh, a big effect on me when I was a kid, and uh, that is Contact. Um, it's probably my top five favourite movies of all time, if not potentially my favourite movie of all time. Um, it's based on the book by Carl Sagan, a very noted uh, astronomer, um, astrophysicist. Um, and uh, yeah, it stars Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey, and it's basically about um, Jodie Foster's character, who's this astronomer who listens for, um, for sounds coming from deep space uh, to see if uh, there is a life out there somewhere. Uh, and she finds something, um, and it's... Uh, the wow signal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she finds a, a, a transmission um, that actually sends uh, blueprints for plans to send someone from Earth to where this signal is coming from, which is like 26 light years away. Um, so it's, it's a movie that kind of deals with uh, humanity's response to this, um, do they build it? What are the risks? Will they come? Yes, exactly. Um, and there's also a really interesting philosophic, uh, ph philosophical side to it as well, because Matthew McConaughey's character is a pastor. Um, and he and... Ricky Tony? <laughs> no, Pettuccini. Um, he and Jodie Foster have a bit of a romantic entanglement, um, and that comes to a bit of a, con a conflicting thing um when he has to like decide if she goes to space or not essentially um and it, so it's just questioning like you, you know belief beliefs in god and, and beliefs in science and the whole principle of occam's razor you know the simplest ex explanation is obviously the right one um you know it's just it's a really good think thinky sci-fi movie with a fantastic cast like you've also got uh john hurt uh plays this kind of um, Jeff Bezos, uh, Steve Jobs type character with all the money that funds a lot of the, uh, the expedition. 
Um, and some the, rich bitch. Some rich bitch, yes. And um, morally corrupted. More morally corrupted, yes. <laughs> Uh, and Angela Bassett is also in it. She plays one of the advisors to the president um, of the United States. So, and she's quite good too. Um, yeah, and it was directed by Robert Zemeckis. So, uh, yeah, one of his better movies, that's for sure. Hmm. So, I yeah, it, it made the movie made me almost want to become an astronomer myself because it made me fall in love with space even more than I already loved space. And uh, yeah, and I just I, I was fascinated with the whole thing, um, and it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful beautiful movie. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. It's very very good. Um, so that's my number three contact. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Your number four, Fulia, please. My number four is a Christmas movie, uh, and um, it's one of my favorite uh, Christmas movies. It's a rom com. And uh, I've watched it at nauseum every year, and it's the holiday. <laughs> oh, cool! Um, I mentioned that one. You did, <laughs> and I really enjoy that movie. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, the The idea of doing a home exchange for a holiday just it kind of blew my mind at the time. And I was like, oh, that'd be really cool. But then my brain also then went to, but how can you trust this stranger who's going to be coming into your house for the first time? You know, especially if in in the movie, Iris lives in a really small cottage in the UK. It's like very tiny. In the nowhere. To... <laughs> in Surrey and to to Amanda to Amanda's rich Californian mansion <laughs> uh I'd be yeah I don't know if I'd be able to tr- trust someone to come live in my house for a week or two as a, as a holiday possibility but the idea in this movie was actually really really fun uh, you know, to to see um, Iris's reaction to Amanda's Californian home, uh, I would love to have my own little cinema room. Mm. That'd oh, be amazing. That that is goals <laughs> for me. I know. <laughs> uh, the the not to mention the fact that she also has her own editing suite. Like, come on, <laughs> I want one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looks insanely good. Uh and and funnily enough, Catherine Hahn's in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um what else about this movie that I love? But I also love the um the the gentleman of the of the movie. Uh well. Gr- Graham and Miles. So Graham being Iris's brother back in the UK, um, played by Jude Law. Whew. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dreamy. Yeah, uh, and then Miles, who plays, I think, the musician to uh, Amanda's um, ex-fiancé's in the movie, ex-fiancé's uh, um, assistant, I suppose. Right. Because um, he's also a musician in in this movie, and um, he's he's very fun and quirky. Uh, and apparently at the time he, he's like dating this, you know, sort of breaking out actress. Um, and yeah, he's Jack Black's character is just a lot of fun. 
And like you said, uh, Michael, he, he's not Jack Black in the movie, which is really cool. Um, <laughs> he's not Jables. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's still he's still he's still really cool um and he he still gets to do some you know music and like make some music and the the fact that you know he him miles and and iris kind of fall in love through music and movies and all that sort of stuff which is really cool and not to mention the fact that uh they they run they come across this um this old man who lives in a sort of a retirement village next door to where Amanda's house is. And um, he used to be a very, um, a very well awarded um, and known writer back in the day that this character also won an Oscar as well. Wow. Um, but it's also kind of like from Iris's point of view, she's seeing this old man living in a retirement home um and it's, it's just a mess because he's also a widow uh and it's it kind of looks sad but it's really sweet to see iris trying to help him you know gain his confidence again and um just you know help him through with you know his physicality of not being able to walk on his own without a walker and all that sort of stuff but it's still a lot of fun um, and then Amanda going all the way to England on a whim as well because she just broke up with her fiance, and then she comes across Graham, uh, who's also a who's also a widow, uh, but he has two kids, um, and it's and it's just really fun to see you know Jude Law play this really sort of fun and quirky dad, um, who also I believe he's also a writer. I think, um, but he's also um, he or he also has to be a full time parent hmm. uh, to look after the kids. So uh, it's it's really lovely um, and it's just it's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun, and I really love it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. All right, Michael, you're number four. Me number four. Um... Yeah, this is sort of cheating a bit, but it's got to be Back to the Future. Hey! <laughs> Everyone knows it. Everyone, if you, it's for, for the person that hasn't seen it. It's just a movie that should not work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the main character does not learn a lesson. No, he doesn't. And it's one of those rarity movies that uh, feels good. It's... It's a time capsule in itself, like when it came out during the 80s, mm. of going back back and seeing your parents. And it's just... And it's weird with age as well, because in Back to the Future 2, they go, they go forward in time into yeah. the distant future, which is... Now come and gone. Now come and gone. <laughs> so, and it's coming up to almost... Uh, 40 years so mm. it's interesting so mm. and yeah just a capture of everything 80s of itself going back and yeah just it's also it's almost a coming of age of uh, seeing your parents the same age as you and how you find out that they're not 
the gods that you put on a pedestal that they are flawed and everything like that and it's uh, it's the duality of of mm. uh, of uh, finding out that yeah even your parents are full of shit just like you <laughs> so and speaking as a parent myself i can sort of see see it's it's hard it's difficult and i'm going to have to teach these two little ones the way of life and how it's absolutely scary but it can be fun at the same time so it's it's um, it it has those it has those meanings and also it's just a bit of fun just watching just watching something crazy and stupid like a time travel movie that's yeah. that's it's, it's great it's it'll be it'll be around ever even when we're gone yeah it will it's, it's the it's that top 100 films and yeah it's it's just great it is it's it's become its own little timeless classic i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and also with with the other ones as well um i mean i can like cheat and give them the dvd of the trilogy that i've got somewhere up there you could uh, watch all three it's like the trilogy of of trilogies where yeah. they go back in time, they go forward in time, and it's just a neat little time capsule, as I said. Mm. And that's my number four. That's your number nice. four. Yes, very good. So, I changed my number four while we were recording. Not because <laughs> someone else had said it. Oh. Not not for that reason. Okay. Just because I was like, I, I, there was a movie I didn't consider um, that I was like, no, I have to swap these out. Um, <laughs> so. What was the honorable mention? Or what, is that going to be your number five? No, it's not. It's, okay. I got rid of it. I had to choose. I had to make a tough call. Um, and there's a couple of movies now that I'm like, oh, I really wish I could include them. But we're only doing five. We're not doing honorable mentions. So I'm, I'm trying to stick to the rules. So, that all that being said, my number four um, is Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> hey! Um, because I was thinking about, like you were talking about, um, young Frankenstein and comedy and stuff and I was like, oh I need to give Robin Williams to someone because that man mm-hmm. that man had such an impact on my childhood and, you know, into adulthood with his talent and Mrs. Doubtfire is the one film of his that I always go back to mm. like, I mean you could argue whether or not it's his best movie or or, or, or what have you, because he has so many good movies um, in his um, filmography. But just in terms for, like, showcasing what he's capable of, I think Mrs. Doubtfire is the best example for that. Um, and it's such a good movie. Like, it's a great family film that anyone can enjoy. doesn't matter how old you are. Um, and he's just on fire the entire time. Um, like from the beginning when he's in the recording studio doing that, you know, commercial with those animated characters and he's, he's playing both of them and it's, you know, he's singing opera tunes in this amazing voice and then, yeah, and then getting fired because he doesn't want to like sell cigarettes to kids, which is fair. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, and, and then just, you know, going into, like, my other favourite scene of that movie is, you know, he's he's trying to look for work, and, you know, he's like, I do voices. <laughs> and then we get that legendary montage of just <laughs> every single possible impression and voice that he can just yeah. do. And it's just, 
it's one of the it's one of the biggest things in life that just gives me joy every time I sit down and I watch it. Um, and yeah, and it's just a good family story, especially for like a more contemporary take on on what families are. Like a lot of families have parents that are separated or divorced. Um, and you know, so especially in like America in the 90s, like that was a big part, I think, of a lot of film and TV shows was like these you know, families that are divided for whatever reason, and this was a really good movie that kind of showed that whilst it can be rocky, you know, the family can actually work through their issues and actually become a functioning, co-parenting sort of situation. Um, so I really like that aspect as well. But yeah, it's it's Robin Williams that does it. That's why this movie is on, on in my gift basket, because he's just... He's just so good, and I miss him so much. Um, mm. So everyone, everyone deserves to watch Mrs. Doubtfire. So um, it's just amazing. Um, yeah, that's my number four. Fulia, yes. your fifth and final film for your gift basket, please. Oh, this was a toughie for me. I wasn't sure what to put as my number five, but um, I, I'm gonna have to switch the gears in terms of not saying any more animated movies because there's so many that I absolutely love and I don't know if I can fit them all into this gift basket. So, <laughs> uh, I decided that the last film that I want to put into this gift basket uh, is... It, it stars two of my favourite comedic actors <laughs> and it's a comedy western by the name of the Three Amigos. <laughs> nice. Nice. Of course, starring Chevy J, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. Um, oh, and... the two. I know who the two are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, know. we all know. We all know who the two are. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just... I love how they decided to go with a Western theme for this. They're out in Mexico... They like they're these three actors who just got fired because they're too. I don't know. They were too. What was the word? What's the word I'm looking for? They asked for too much. Essentially, they became them these drama queens, and <laughs> and then they found out that everything that they were wearing was owned by the production company. So <laughs> they literally got tossed out. Of of the uh, of the studio with nothing but their underwear, <laughs> um, but then they get a telegram saying that they are needed in a little town called Santo Poco in Mexico, <laughs> and they think it's a gig, so they go down there thinking, oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. They apparently they're famous down there. So, um, but lo and behold, they find out it's, it's not for some sort of show that they've got to put on. It's actually real life scenario that they've had to go through in their films that they made and just all types of hilarity ensues. The type of action is so like weird, but fun, uh, and it's like so impossible for half these things to even happen. <laughs> but that's the whole that's the whole fun of it. Uh, that's what makes it so entertaining. 
and um, and just just the stuff that they say as well. Just they are absolute legends in their in their roles and just in their own right. And I love I love their work uh, as just as just comedic actors in general. Um, and yeah, I. I can't get it. I've seen I've seen this movie so many times. I really have. I I love it every time I watch it. So mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of fun and I would highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Three Amigos, definitely go check it out. Um, but I will mention it is of its time because it was it was uh made back in like the uh the 80s, 1986 to be precise. So uh don't take it too seriously. Just leave your brain at the door and just have fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is my number five pick for my gift basket. There hey, we go. wonderful. <laughs> okay, Michael, your fifth and final pick for your gift basket. Yes. Um, honorable mention, probably Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, when I was saying like um, a movie that wasn't meant to work and the characters learnt nothing yes. by the end, definitely Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters is yeah. up there. Uh, but I will say now I wasn't too sure if this is cheating or not because it's I don't think it's out on DVD uh, and it hasn't been released yet on Netflix. But <laughs> I don't know. Is it cheating? No. I don't know. Nah. No, I just say it. It's Matilda. Ah, the yes. new Matilda? Yeah. Wow. Um, I was trying to think of something... That's huge. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of so- something that would uh, actually... Is is pretty much the ultimate coming-of-age story. Like, yeah. something that I wish I had as a kid. Like, wow. And I think, I think uh, this particular... Because we all know the story of Matilda if you've see- seen or read the books... It's that, but it's also um, it's it's brought to a new level because of the musical aspect, as well as it touching subjects that uh, are a little bit beyond what uh, a childlike wonder is. But it is part of that childlike wonder, especially with a with a song is like when I grow up and all the things I want to do. It's just that aspect of a child's life, and seeing that as an adult is is definitely heartbreaking i was going to me- mention like inside out as well it definitely had that sort of vibe that i had watching it mm. that it, it's okay to be uh, not all right and all you need is someone to actually talk to and it's that it's that sort of level it's it's it, it's definitely a tear joke well for me it was a tear, tear joker because it made me feel like um it it's a cliche but it made me feel like a kid again is like that mm. a- aspect of uh, of you're dealing with something that's beyond your control and beyond your uh, like expectations. But all you all you need is like good people around you, and everything is going to be all right. It's one of those mm. everything's going to be all right, even though yeah. you're dealing with Miss uh, Miss Bowl, yeah. <laughs> sort of a character. So yeah. maybe cheating, but I'm definitely going to put. Uh, uh, the Matilda musical in this gift basket. Wow. That's cool. This movie must be something else. I know, if, right? If you're putting it up that high. I can't Above wait Ghostbusters as like something to recommend to someone. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Okay. Thank you. 
Very cool. Alright. Um, cool. My fifth and final for my gift basket um, is keeping it keeping it in the uh, the child uh, childlike, I suppose, sort of vein, uh, sort of coming of age sort of stuff. Um, and it has to be The Goonies. <laughs> um, my favourite film from my childhood. Um, and yeah, still still in my my top ten, I'd say. Um, cause it's just, every time I watch it, I fall in love with it again. Like, yeah, there it is. There it hey. is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I literally just fall in love with that movie every time I watch it. It, is, it never gets old. It, you know, it has aged, like, reasonably well for an 80s movie. Um, there's not a lot of problems, I don't think, with it. Um, but it's... It's just a classic adventure film with a group of kids who, you know, are, are kind of the the outcasts, the the nerds, the geeks, the um, you know, the underdogs, the, you know, the ones that the the bullies, the jocks like to pick on. Um, you know, so I related to that as a kid as well, watching it. Um, but like, you know, they just they have their own adventures. They do what they want, and they just happen to. Uh, you know, find themselves in need of going on a, a, a quest to find buried treasure <laughs> um, because they're about to lose their house. They all live in the same kind of block of land sort of thing, um, which they call the Goondocks, and it's being torn down to make way for new developments, um, you know, so because their parents don't have the money to, to prevent it from happening. I just thought of a good crossover. Oh, yeah? Goondock Saints. Green Dog Saints. They're all grown up. <laughs> They're all grown up. Yes, make it happen. Um, and they kill motherfuckers. <laughs> that blaspheme. <laughs> that blaspheme. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, and so they, uh, you know, the main character, Mikey, he's uh, played by Sean Astin. Um, and he, you know, he, he, his mum works for, um, uh, I think she works at like a museum or like some kind of historical society thing and they have all this uh, old stuff up in their attic and they find an actual pri uh, pirate map that leads to um, the treasure of One-Eyed Willie um, and they yeah basically decide we need to save the goondocks we gotta we gotta do something and we're, we're gonna go find this this treasure um, and it's just it's such a great kind of classic ride of of just you know mischief and comedy and um peril like there is certainly a lot of peril because they find themselves being chased by uh some some bad guys um that are also after uh the treasure um and uh and yeah and so it kind of becomes a race against time to who can get there first and will will the kids save the day um and it's just, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I still quote it to this day. I love everything about it. Um, it's so funny though now seeing that Josh Brolin is Thanos when he was he's in this movie as a, as like a when he's like either in his early twenties or late teens he plays um, Sean Astin's older brother Brandon. Um, and you got Thanos. You got Samwise Gamgee. Yep. Yeah, you got short round. And you got short round. <laughs> or the, the. And you've got um, uh, what's what's the, the one of the Frog Brothers from the Lost Boys? 
<laughs> if you want to go down that route. Um, although I would say this is... Corey Feldman, he, he was one of the turtles, wasn't he? He did the voice for one of the turtles. Did it? he? I don't know. This is probably Corey Fel one of Corey Feldman's best Maybe. characters, I, th I think. Um, you know, or if, if you're if you're the wonderful Wayne, you will you I will be remiss if I didn't mention um, the Friday the Thirteenth franchise with Corey Feldman. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, The Goonies. It's a fantastic film that everyone should watch. Um, you know, definitely one that you you should show to your kids if you have them, and uh, or if you just want to have a good time watching a group of a group of youngsters um, find some pirate treasure uh, and be very very funny because they're all hilarious um, yeah I absolutely love it so The Goonies my number five nice which brings us to the end of popcorn culture wow what um, a list no we didn't cross over each other we, no one took any of our choices <laughs> no I'm so surprised I thought Mike and I were probably going to have one or two because we have similar taste. Well, with Goonies, I didn't watch it until I was twenty. Yeah, true. So, but like, I thought I thought you might have done Star Wars or, um, and, then, and then you did. You said Back to the Future, and then that, you name dropped Ghostbusters. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's why I sort of cheated. It's like, well, they're very known, <laughs> sort of thing. It's like, well, yeah. Mm. But it would be something that people haven't seen. And I did the ultimate thing of some things that people haven't seen was Matilda. Yes, <laughs> so. which is quite quite good. More cheating. Um, more cheating. Um, yeah, and I, 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 my t I suppose you mentioned an honourable mention, so I'm just going to do it, because fuck it. The one I swapped out was Jurassic Park. Oh. Um, again, for, like, cultural significance, um, and just because it's a fantastic movie. Um, and then the other one I almost mentioned that was just on the fringe uh, was um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail because <laughs> mm. that's my favourite comedy movie of all time So, yeah. um, and everyone I'd, should see that if I had to do an honourable mention I would definitely say My Neighbour Totoro yeah I'm surprised you didn't when you when you said anime uh, and, and you, said we, you said weathering with you instead of My Neighbour Totoro I was so surprised look it was very close to adding it on. Yeah. But I then I thought about how many of my movies are animated anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta add in something that's live action. So. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, and I didn't pick a Christmas movie, so... Because I'm a Grinch. Neither did I. Yeah, you have planes, what? trains, and automobiles. That's, no, more, that's more of a Christmas movie. Or is it Thanksgiving? That's more Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. My bad. Mine, mine is a Christmas movie, but you can watch that any time of the year, to be honest. Yeah, you could. You definitely yeah. could. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we should wrap it up there. Yeah. This has been an epic episode. Uh, a great way to finish the year. Thank you for that awesome idea, Fulia. That was a lot of fun. That's yeah. all right. That was, was fun. <laughs> very cool. Very, very cool. Um, cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, the only thing, I suppose... We could potentially plug would be that there's going to be an episode of the monthly coming out. Yes. Uh, not this week, but the week after. On Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're not going to say what we're going to talk about uh, just yet. Um, but watch this space for Definitely. for uh, for the monthly. Uh, get around that when it drops. So, um, but yeah, that's really it, isn't it? 
That's yeah. it for the year. That's it for the year. That's thank, it. Thank you for everyone who has watched or listened to us in 2022. Yes. We appreciate you very much. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us on our little adventure into live streaming this year as well. Yes, I know. It's our first year doing the streams. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's been fun. Yes. So we'll be off for two weeks. Yes. So be, since, you know, Christmas Day and New Year's Day fall on the day that we usually record. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so we shall be back in 2023 2023 oh my goodness yes and with that 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 was a a podcast podcast called Fred. fred yes remember to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter for the latest fred content if you'd like to listen to fred the aliens you can find us on soundcloud maybe spotify or apple podcasts or google podcasts if you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're watching us right now, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon to be notified of future content. And if you're over on Twitch, make sure to go and follow us. Twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. Yes. 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 Thank you very much. I have been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Cantarmaju. And I've been a Margarista. Remember, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you, you just, just experienced a podcast, podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. I almost said the monthly. <laughs> That's right. We couldn't hear it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Remember <laughs> to eat beef. Remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, the doctor is in, and... I don't know who I drew on. <laughs> but he drew he drew someone. Looks like a looks like a live action Rick. It does. In a pool In a of pool. his own sweat. Yeah. 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 Thank you for and... listening. Thank you for watching, Latest Gators. Happy New Year! Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy holidays. Stay safe. We'll see you in 2023. Woo! Woo! We made it. <laughs>